millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Oh, welcome back. We're uh, tired. We've been wicking hard, haven't we, live shows? We have been grafting our balls up off. Up and down the country. Clean-shaven balls, by the way. Well, not mine. Not what? mine. I've, it's been too much hard work. I'm not, I, I need to get back with a manscape. It's like the blue forbidden forest down there. Oh, dear. I bet there's crisps and all. Unacceptable. Poppadoms and all sorts in there, oh, isn't there? Oh, there's elves. There's, there's furries, all sorts. I mean, we, we might look Crabs. a bag of shit, John. Crabs. <laughs> we might look a bag of shit. Facially, but downstairs we are pristine condition. Mm. You could honestly, you could eat your dinner off my my one wood. You could learn a thing. Would you? Yeah. You could learn a thing or two oh. off me and him, Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. Take a bit of care and pride oh, in I your. I will do that. I just done that. Penis and your testicles. I'll tell you what. When I get home, I will be visiting the leaders in men's grooming because I'll be getting my manscape out. Not just any manscape because I've got the new one, the Manscape 4.0, no, which does a bloody grand job. I tell you, I'll, I'll have to put a sheet down first, like, but I'll be I'll be giving it a good going over. And make sure you've got the Hoover to hand. Yeah, filth you are, absolute oh, filth. Emery will be getting a dosage. Don't worry, my shorts and curlies straight up there. It's right. They went from the gooch to the shaft. Easy ride. Yeah, <laughs> really easy ride. <laughs> really easy ride. Smooth transaction. Yeah. Well, there's the under the cosh offer because if you go to www.manscape.com and put in the code cosh twenty, you get twenty percent off. And what do you get with that 20% off, I hear you ask? Hit us with it, Chrissy. You're not going to ask? Okay. You get the lawnmower 4.0, that's what you get. No nips, no cuts. A smooth ride around the testes. Oh, yes. <laughs> testes. You know what? Not just that, you get the weed whacker, which trims the nose and the ears. It's and a- it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, does it? This does some, it work? Some need the weed whacker more than others. <laughs> do they still do the ball wipes? They do. They do the... You can give they them a good polish because you get the uh, the formulas as well, don't you? You get the preserver and the reviver. So it's a baldy deodorant and you can get them looking nice and smooth as well. I don't like that gesture. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> been a fan of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just seems like a little tea towel. <laughs> I give him I give him a roll and a slap. <laughs> <laughs> tea towel puts it back on the on the side of the kitchen. <laughs> but yeah, you know you get the full package, the performance package, which is the weed whacker, the lawnmower 4.0, the preserver. And the reviver, and you get your box shorts as well, and a little bag to put them in. Yep, and what nice. a what a time to treat someone. Oh, Christmas coming up. Christmas. It's, it's almost a, a hint as well, isn't it? You know, if you get them a, a ball shaver, yeah. they know. Sorted out. They know. Sorted it's like out. it's like buying someone anti-aging cream. You're thinking you're looking an old bastard. Yeah. Or mints. Smelly Fresh breath bastards, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just a, it's a little hint for your, your fella. <laughs> Am I expected to go down south with that? <laughs> 
But well, you get your 20% off with the offer, cost 20. Just go to www.manscape.com and get your 20% off. Off you go. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Very well, mate. How are you? Yes, I'm good. Are we full of full of beans? We've just finished the live shows, haven't we? The final date. Yes, yes. It's. Uh, I tell you what else. I've, I've cheered me up today. Oh, go on. It would. It would seem the leader of our country watches the podcast. Does he? What has he been taking some research tips from me? Because he's a shower of shite and all, you know, and he's <laughs> flicking his papers through and all that, and all the information on him's wrong and whatever. So I'm, I'm thinking Boris has took a leaf out of your book, Boldy. Yeah, I'm going to take a leaf out of his book next time I fuck some up. I'm just going to go, forgive me, forgive me. <laughs> what a shambles. What, a, <laughs> what an absolute shambles. I, bet, I haven't I bet, seen it, but I can just imagine hair everywhere. That's I'm our leader, that. That's our leader. I bet Putin sat in Kremlin just, uh, just thinking, I've got to work with that clown. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But to be fair, though, it must be a nice little... Pick me up for it. Even the man who runs our country is a shower of shit as well. So takes a little bit of pressure off you, doesn't it? True, true. But we got it. Are you all right, Chris? I'm very well, mate. A couple of needless digs there, I thought, Chris. From uh... Yeah, well, I'm used to it. You know what I mean? It's all it's, it's a probabilities game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Percentages. If you do fuck all, chances are you're not going to make any mistakes, are you? <laughs> I, make I, admire that. Mistakes. I admire that in you, John. <laughs> I don't like to put myself out there just in case. No, we're all, the live shows, last one in uh, Cardiff last week. Just have a bit of a respite. It's been... There we go. There we go. There we go. If I didn't know you better, I thought you'd done it on purpose, right? There we go. As last live, as last live show in Cardiff, right? It was about two hundred mile away from Cardiff in a place called Coventry. Did I say Cardiff then? Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. Forgive me. Forgive me. Honestly, <laughs> you want to you want to run for MP in Orange? You you've had yeah. a chance. But uh, the show's not over, is it? We've got. Some... Oh no! Oh, no! 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 Far from over. Exciting news to bring to the table that we uh, we have booked in the Under the Cost Christmas do. Yes. Unfortunately, the old doubler in in, uh, in Dublin were, were, were busy, so it's not there. We're, uh, we're heading to Manchester, the 17th of December, the live show Christmas do, with special guest, very special guest. Are you ready? I feel like we need a drum roll. <laughs> Anybody got a drum? Uh, no. No. Oh, well... Just imagine it. Imagine the drum roll. Mr. David Weeter and yes. Double Bill, some DP for CP, Mr. Carlton Palmer. Carlton fucking Palmer. <laughs> Carlton fucking Palmer. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't turn up in a pink suit, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm not putting any DP in that green room either. You can get I'm, on IPA like the rest of us. I messaged him, I messaged him uh, last week to say, do you fancy it? And he put, yes, um, I says, there's a drink in it for you. He says, will I be able to get a new pair of Gucci loafers? <laughs> I says, I don't know how much Gucci loafers cost, Carlton, but you might have to book it up, Brian Sheffield. There's not that much in it for you. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited. It's going to be a good yeah. one. It's a bit different this live show. I think we're making it a Christmas do, aren't we? Some yeah. Fun yeah. games, bit of time with Carlton, bit of time with with uh, Wheat. But I mean, you were brilliant. You were brilliant at, at uh, Borough, Winnie. So I'm excited. Plenty of singing, Chris. Plenty of singing. Plenty of dance. But, but we are going to make it a proper party, aren't we? Yeah. Proper Christmas do fancy dress. I think has got to be. I think I've put on the thing that it's it's not um, it's not mandatory but expected. If there's a groupie you're coming from work or <laughs> or just mates or whatever. A bit of fancy dress won't go amiss, would it? Like yeah. a proper like a proper do. A wee fancy dress. Yeah, why not? Have you still got your turkey from last year, John? Uh, He's that best. I've had it. Oh, we did fancy dress last Christmas, didn't we? <laughs> but yeah, tickets are on sale now. I think it'll be on Twitter now. Um, the link's on the website as well. So uh, it's at Manchester Academy 2, 17th of December, the Friday. Mad fr- Is that Mad Friday? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh, it'll be mad. mad. I'll tell you what, by the way, I've had a look on, the, uh, on the, the poster and it says, all ages welcome. <laughs> but... Under 14s must be supervised by an 18-year-old at all times, right? I'll just tell you now, whatever you do, do not fetch your 12-year-old, 13-year-old, probably even 16-year-old to these dudes because I think it should be 21 and over. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a mistake on the venues part. I think uh, 16 and over is it. Matt, would you say? If if, if you're a liberal parent, bring them along. I would would say it's an 18, Chris. Yeah it's, yeah, it's an 18, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm just thinking if you want to save on babysitters, maybe you can't get them. Just we'll have a, we'll have a soft plane corner. <laughs> yeah, we're next, next at WKD Blue Stand. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't organised your Christmas works Christmas party yet... Perfect. Just the idea. Yeah. We will be singing lots, won't we? Yeah. Bit of karaoke, bit of fun and games. We'll get, Carl, we'll get Carl in the sort somewhere out after an hour. Entertainment officer. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, so, so get on the website. The links will be out on Twitter. So if you fancy coming down to Manchester on the 17th of December, it'll be, it'll be bloody good to see you. Certainly will. Another big winner on Uno's wins. John went there. We're changing people's lives, aren't we? It's 1,500 snotters. 1,500 oh. snotters. I'm just looking out. Elliot, 3536. 1,500 pound in the pocket. Fair play. Yeah. For his five. I mean, his kids are going to have a good Christmas, aren't they? Oh, yeah. He'll be saying, I've got you some tickets for Crash at the Under the Cosh party. I'll take you there for starters, <laughs> and then we'll go on a spending spree. <laughs> what I've got you, what I've got, what I've got the whole family is 12 tickets to the Under the Cosh Christmas party. <laughs> but I think there were eight £39 winners as well, and 26 tenor winners. So I was, yeah, yeah, I, I was miles off week. the tickets again. Miles off the pace. Yeah, two, I were. Uh, me. They were tough this week, and they're tough again. Tough again this week. Is, well, the thing last, is, when they're, when they're tough, you, you do tend to have, obviously, a big winner, which is, is nice to have, in it, before Christmas? Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, we, 40, 40 quid's not to be sniffed at for getting five or six, right, is it? Oh, really? Awesome. If you've not already got involved, the Under the Cost Leagues on the Uno's Wins app, or you're going to do Google Play... Or the Apple, the Apple Store. We've got our league every week. Ten games. Predict your ten games. Put a fiver in the pot, and we split it between us. Whoever gets the best. Job done. Get yourself involved. Why not? Marlon, last week, did you enjoy it? Lovely lad, wasn't he? I did. Yeah, yeah. great, great, top guy, top guy. I think probably one of the most 
well, probably the most we've actually had a bit of a debate, haven't we? Yeah, talk well, football it, a bit. If yeah. You, if you could talk shit on someone's desk a debate, <laughs> <laughs> then yes. Good point well made, Chris. Good point well made. <laughs> Have you had that micro wrap yet, John? No, no, no. I'm still just, I still can't decide which colour. And I, I can't, can't decide if I want to have flames down both sides or just down or one just side. Just out the back. The top. Yeah. But no, he, 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 great guy, wasn't he? Yeah, I enjoyed this week's as well. Yeah, Ben Yeah, what, what a guy, man. What a guy. Yeah. Real, just, never, real never nice play, guy, isn't he? Never played in the same team as him, but I ended up on uh, Peter Whittingham Stagdo. God bless his soul. And we had a... Uh, we had a good five days. It's the last time I seen him. Yeah, and to be fair, he said to me after, the day after we recorded, he says it's actually changed my mind on Brown. He's actually all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think you did think I was a bit of a weirdo, like, but it's not really only seen you waltzing around fucking Vegas with your shorts on, your flip flops, and your man bag over your shoulder. He thought <laughs> sunglasses. He thought, what a prick that is. <laughs> <laughs> The revelation this week as well about some rules of the game, which I, which I didn't realise. Yes, no. Nah. I'll spoil it. Well, yeah. Over the penalty shootout. Yeah, mad, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's pretty obvious when you think about it, but yeah, it's just one of them that you never, you never, you never think about, isn't it? Yeah. To be fair, mate, penalty shootouts didn't used to affect me because if I'd started the game, under no circumstances were I still on the pitch at the end of extra time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd got, I'd got, Probably, I've got nine, just about 90 minutes in me, another 30, and, and there's no chance. No, <laughs> bring him off. Bring him off. He's a passenger. <laughs> well, should we get him out then? Yeah, let's get him out. Yeah, and don't forget the tickets on sale for the Christmas do. So get yourself down if you can. So how are we doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? You all right, man? Coming? Good, good. Are you sure? You sh- like, normally, when you don't know someone's name, you usually go, like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you did it then with Ben. Did I? Yeah. 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 You rush it. It just comes out too quick. Yeah. You're not really, it's as if you're not really convinced his name's Ben Turner. Right. Can't really fuck a Ben up, can you? Did do this song, obviously. But Ben, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm signed, yeah. Good. I'm good. Did you, did you score many own goals in your career? How, how to upset a guest in the first two minutes? What a, Jeez, what a question to ask this. I think I, only, I think I scored one own goal and it was a news on my back. Where was that? You were at Preston, I was at Cough. I remember it. <laughs> Truthfully. Do you know how I remember it? I don't think I scored another one. I might, I might have. I remember it because I forgot. The, um, the stadium announcer said first goal for Preston. Yeah, he got I'll, sacked. I wasn't. Did he really? Did he? The announcer got sacked. Alan Irvin was absolutely raging. Do you know what? I was actually quite pissed off about that. Yeah. Because I thought, I'm not surprised. pissed off as him. He's lost his job. Well, it is what it is. Well, but like, don't you don't, do need it, to, don't need to take the piss, do you? I don't know. I was embarrassed. If I'd have got another six inch higher, I'd have fucking scored myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you nudged me into the ball and come off the wrong bit of my head and went in. <laughs> but I don't That's I, just I, I, I might have scored another one. I think that's the only time I've oh, scored right, another so one. He's doing it to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah lucky. Oh, no, I thought he just got the names mixed up. Or, no, 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 no. He's, right. he's trying to be no, clever. No, like, getting no, gold, no, no like you do. He's got to get the names mixed up. Oh, God, was meant to Thanks for coming today, Tina. 
but yeah, it just didn't go. Even the fans were like, the fans might have had a bit of a. Yeah, really? like, I remember but, it was in the dressing room afterwards, and it was a bit like I was only a young lad at the time. Like, I was only coming through, really. And I was a bit like, fucking, how is that what happens? But it was like, nah, it's out of order. We need yeah. to like complain about that because he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he's lost his job though. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, uh, if you'd, you'd not scored the goal, I think I'd have scored, wouldn't I? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it you're, would, a, it would, it would. you're a big presence, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Do you remember it well? Was he just all over you? Backstick, weren't it? Do I you can't remember, remember it now. Nah. I can't remember it. We were on the backstick. You were trying to like, get over me. I was trying to like get there before you and Eddie away from the goal. And I think your size and presence kind of into the ball. And it went in, yeah. Off the corner of your napper. Yeah, the wrong bit. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did I run off celebrating trying to claim it as my own goal? There's every chance. The same game, you flipping steam through in behind Scott Dan, do you remember? Yeah, that's a fucking my claim to fame, that by the way. Scott, you were getting pouted on the bus about how have you been outpaced by you? <laughs> Genuinely was, yeah. You weren't happy about that. To be fair, that's a couple, that, because Paddy McCartney took his range over back when I exited him and slocked it in the bottom corner. <laughs> but when you get going. Just takes a while though, that's the problem, isn't it? Well, you got up to speed that day. <laughs> yeah, I can remember it because somebody played me through, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And Scott Dan, I mean, he's been at Premier League for the last 10 years, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's never been blessed with. Well, JP, he just fucking run straight past him. <laughs> I think I might have ended up getting smashed by the keeper and all, just managed to turn a bit in. Yeah. Thanks for coming to an afternoon with John Parkin. It's all right. Get used Rob. to it, mate. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Scott Dan's listening. Fucking. <laughs> You've done well to do where you've got to, really, haven't you? Well, he's, he's, he's got a lot of other strengths, mate, let's be honest. Yeah. Pace weren't one of them. <laughs> 18, mate, when you made your debut. Yeah, yeah. Quite young, really, especially like today, it doesn't happen as much, does it? I mean, sometimes it does. Not Centre half, I think it's a bit harder, isn't it, to, to get your debut as a young fella? Because you've got to be. Well, again, it's changed, I suppose, but back then you had to be physically ready for someone to actually put you on there because you could. If you're not ready at centre half back then, you get people, smashed. People are, yeah. <laughs> we were always a bit of a <laughs> With unit. The point though. and all. No, but say again. We were always a bit of a unit. I know you were tall, uh, but. Do you know what? No, I, I, I did. I was always tall, but I wouldn't say I was like thick set or like anything growing up. Um, and then when we went into full, when we left school, finished GCSEs, don't you? And you go in at 16. Uh, I was injured. I had a stress fracture in my back. So the first nine months, full time. I was basically just knocking about not doing a fat lot at all because it's not even an injury you could really do much rehab. It was kind of like... Rest. Rest, really, yeah. I was just getting told off for like slumping and that, you know, like by the physio. <laughs> sit up straight, sit up straight. Like, like, it, was a bit, it was frustrating because I'd left home. I'm getting told off for slumping. Not really getting anywhere with it. Um, you couldn't, probably couldn't even do weights and that then, could couldn't you? Couldn't do weights, you, no, no, no. If it's your back. But then what, what it was, was as soon as I got fit, towards the end of the first, my first year scholar. And like, back then, like you say, like big lads like yourselves playing up front. We had Dealey, had a bowler at the club, Jamie Scowcroft, people like that at the time. Um, and I just, yeah, just started doing a lot of gym work because I thought... You feel like you were playing catch up? Oh, massively, massively, yeah. Even, um, we had a, in the vet, you know, like not, not many of the lads who do get scholars make it, do they? But the other lad, who in my age group um, who did really well while I was injured was the other centre-half Ricky Baines who was like my friend and everything but I could see that while I was injured he was building up a head of steam he'd got in the reserves before me 
um, and he was doing well. Um, so it was almost like, uh, I love horse racing, but let's give it that one. It's like it was a horse race and in terms of getting a pro contract, I almost got up on the line, you know what I mean? In a yeah. photo finish, just about got in the reserves next to him and then beat him to that pro contract. Yeah. But like, Did yeah, he was, not get one then? No, he didn't get one, no. But he'd been in the reserves before any of us in the age group. He was like, because he was able, he started, he was getting bigger and stronger than he was when he'd left school. And like, yeah, so as soon as my back was healed, I was playing massive catch up in like, not even 18 months. Because you only had a two-year scholar and mm. pretty much the whole first season was a write-off by the last few months. So how far was it when you got your pro? Were you 17 then? Yeah. 18, end of the second year scholar. So yeah, you leave school at 16, you do 16, 17, and 17 to 18 as a scholar. And then got offered the pro. And how long was it in the season that you made your debut? First team? Um, I made my debut up front, Stoke away. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, yeah. Um, thrown on. We were, defend- we were defending a lead last game of the season. Um, Mickey Adams gave me my debut. He took me. Um, I didn't think I'd go the day before. Went with the first team. Didn't think I'd be on the squad. Was on the bench. Didn't think I'd come on. Went on up front, so it was a bit of lock of weird 24 mm. hours, if you, if you know what I mean. Did you have the same reaction as us then when he said, I'm sticking on up front? Yeah, yeah. I just what? got, yeah, just what? And then, you know, it's like dry smoke ever, heart racing. And then going on up front, I was just charging around, trying to stop their centre. I was playing it forward, really. How long did you get? Five minutes. Yeah. You've got to defensive not, forward. Yeah. It's not as easy as what you think up there, is it? No, no. You get you blowing up there, don't you? Yeah, oh, fucking hell. Not half. <laughs> 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 what were you like, Mickey Adams? Because I've heard he just used to fucking run, run old you school. And run you and run yeah, you. he was. Um, he was. He was old school, and he had a bit of presence about him. A bit of like not little man syndrome, but something around that. You know what I mean? Something close to that. Um, didn't take no nonsense. Like when he when he offered me my pro contract, um, I remember because like I just learned to drive. My time at living at the lodge was up in terms of living upstairs. And then you generally, after your scholar, you move home. Home was like 40 minutes from the training ground. Back in with my dad. My dad wanted to keep. I needed, I just bought a car, paid the car insurance, which isn't cheap, is it, when you're a... It's ridiculous, you, isn't it? the mic, don't they? Uh, and the money that Cover offered me to be a pro was like, it wasn't like a pro, like, here's some money you're going in. It was, you know, it was just another chance to, yeah, to you keep could, going. You couldn't be greedy, could you? No, the no, no. injury yard and whatever. So, um, yeah... I remember I'd gone to the assistant manager who was Alan Cork, who was... Um, he, Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. He, he was um, he was looking after me, do you know what I mean? Getting me from like boys football into men's football. And I went to see him and I said, look, I, I, I don't think I've got enough money to actually drive to and from training, plus with the car insurance, plus with what my old man wants me to like, keep. Cause, like, and I get that as well, because like, I'm a fully grown man now living in his house. Yeah. Bored, isn't it? Like, you're, so, you're bored rent. He'd said, well, get yourself and speak to the gaffer. Um, so anyway, the gaffer had got wind of it. He came over to the gym on the morning when I was doing my, my weights. And he said, uh, it was a Friday, and he said, uh, this was Mickey Adams. He said, sign that contract I've offered you by Monday or just fuck off. So I was like, <laughs> and I, at the time I was like, blimey. So then Corky's got wind of what uh, Mickey Adams has said to me. So he's come to me and he's gone, look, just leave it with me. Let me try and sort something out. And then, Corky spoke to Mickey Adams and got like a petrol allowance put into my first pro contract just to give me that bit of extra to, to do the driving. That's mad, Fair isn't it? Like. Yeah. Fair yeah. Yeah. So did you have to give me receipts and everything? No, it was like, but it was in the contract as like a petrol allowance. It wasn't just an extra amount of money. Yeah. 
So it was, I don't know whether they would, they'd probably claim the claim something back on that, wouldn't they? I suppose. But did you ask to go on loan then? Yeah. What, what would so that come about? The loan was um, again. Corky was looking after me. I was playing. Corky was doing the reserve games because we didn't have twenty threes and all that back then. So um, I remember he rang me uh, and he said, uh, "Ben uh, Peterborough want you on loan in League Two. Um, so uh, what? You, I remember what did he say? He says, what, what, so what you're going to do is you're going to be a a nice big boy and you're going to get yourself down there and you're going to get some league games and then if you do alright there then we'll we'll see whether we can use you here sort of thing but like it was never like do you fancy it like it was like you, you, you're going you're going without you telling you yeah but I, I, I thank him because he, he guided my whole transition from boys football to men's football and it wouldn't happen like how it happened with how he he did it with me like he'd say like I liked him, he simplified everything, but he'd just say to me, he'd just say, head it, boot it, and run up the pitch dead fast and take everyone else with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> dead fast. And I, How fast? Dead, dead, fast. dead fast, fast as you can. It's like, but like, I'd, you know, it's like, you're just impressionable, ain't you? And like, he'd had a career, he was respected and that, and I liked him, so I'd just hang on every word he said, so I'd be there in the reserves, just trying to do that. Like, just, if the ball was there, I was heading it. If ball was there, I was booting it. And then if I did boot it, I'd run up the pitch dead fast. That is, that is what I did. But I remember we had games and like, it stuck with me because like sometimes I think it's necessary. Like it's, if we were having a bad, say if we, a few times we'd have a bad first half in a reserve game or something. And he'd go around the dressing room and he'd, he'd say to everyone individually, um, what are you good at? And you'd have to tell him what you were good at. So like you'd be there and you'd be like heading and tackling and, and he'd be like, right, we'll just go and fucking do that second half and we'll see how we get on then. But like, of course, he'd get so far along and like some of the lads wouldn't know what they were good at. And he, <laughs> he did, he, he emphasised like, you've got to be good at something, ain't you? You haven't got to be good at everything. Like but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but when you've heard heading and tackling like 10 times already, you've got to think, oh, I've got to change this up a bit here. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, it was fine. That was the answer. But it was the lads. I remember, I can't even remember. The one day someone went, someone like, must have paused for a few seconds and he went, well, if you don't know what you're good at, son, then... Fuck off. How are we, what, what, what are we supposed to do? Because you know what it's like, isn't it? It's like you, me, we're not good at everything. The reason you have a career is because you, you bring something to the party, don't you? It's a team game sort of thing. And he never asked you to do what, what you, you weren't good at. good at, which was what I respected about it. Because then as the game goes on, like at times you have managers who... They'll look at you and they'll go, you're good at that, you're good at that, you're good at that, but we want to do this, so we're going to do this. And it's not going to bring the best out of someone, is it? Mm. How was uh, Keith Alexander? Yeah, great. Really great. And obviously, it was a shame that was, because that, that was where I first played. And then there was a few tragedies there, like Keith Alexander and um, the, the centre mid Butch as well. He passed away. Um, so two just completely out of the blue, which is kind of like a real shame. But yeah, it was like, it was great because it was men's football. The facilities weren't brilliant. They were they were a lot worse than Cov. I remember that. It was almost like we were training on like a boggy sort of field. Um, but again, I just didn't care. I just wanted to make it. It's just all I just wanted to make it. That was it. I, didn't. I can imagine. I mean, I, I played against Keith's team back in the day and he massively made it, simplified it. I can remember, did he ever send you up for goal kicks? No, no, no. Because when I played against his Lincoln team, right, the six foot seven centre half, and he went up for goal kicks. Was that Futch? Big ben Futch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I had to he go and fucking mark him. <laughs> I had to go from yeah. centre forward, I got to go back and mark him from goal kicks. He did like physical players, like yeah. he had Futch there, Guy Branston. Boom, boom, McCoom. Uh, obviously, he took me on loan. 
I was a big lad. He liked big lads. Yeah. Did you ever hear him say, "If you can't drink and train, we're not going to train"? Get yourselves in, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the mad thing. Butch used to like turn up pissed every now and then, and he'd like he'd get sent in, and it'd be an argument, and it was just really weird how the pair of them ended up going. Yeah, because them two like they he loved Butch, but like Butch would turn up pissed, and Butch would get sent in. Uh, did, he not like, just, did he not like reprimand him? Were it just like, right, go up and get yourself in? Not that I know of, but I, he might have got fined, but I was just a young lad minding my own business. I wouldn't know if he took money out of his pocket, but it was just, I just was finding it like, because no one, no, no one was really doing that on. at Cov, because we were championship and, yeah. and whatever. So it was a bit of an eye-opener to me. So they, they got on relationship with oh, that to normal day after? They, yeah, they were like, he loved Butch, Butch was his guy. You like, sound like a thing. married couple, like, you're yeah, pissed yeah. again, you're pissed again, go on, <laughs> get yourself <laughs> in. He would, he, he would just, he'd get sent in. <laughs> Imagine that, the, 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 in a way though, you're knowing you can have your night out thinking, well, I haven't really got a train tomorrow, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to get sent in, fuck it, <laughs> yeah, I'll have another couple. Well, that yeah, was and I'll still play Saturday. Yeah. I don't know if he was just too nice to Jeez. Even though sending him in, it was almost a yeah. bit like to get out and eat. You can go out and go to bed, come in the next day, have another go. <laughs> yeah, good guys, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Did you go well personally? Though, yeah, it was great because I, yeah, I must have played like 10, 15 games from memory. And of course, I'd only, I'd only come on at cough up front as like a pat on the back. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't really you feel like... your bollocks off, lad, yeah. on you go. Yeah, so I was it was like, about that. Yeah, just a gesture. Just feel like a debut. feel like it was a gesture. It's brilliant. Got everyone to sign the shirt, all the rest. You know what I mean? It's my debut shirt, still got it. It's great. But I wanted to like be a footballer in my position for 90 minutes and get my head smashed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I wanted to do what my heroes did. And yeah. that. Do you did know what you, I mean? Did you come back from Peter uh, like full of confidence? I'm ready now for... No, for, no, for I've cough. never... Nah, do you know what? Like, I've never... I was always just... The way I looked at it, I was always just box ticking. He, he, I've never been like... I've never been one to get too confident about football never 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 have just where I am I'd come back and I'd be like this is, I've got to go I've got to go again like I need to prove myself at this level now like I look back and I've not I've probably not enjoyed it as much as I should have mm. for that reason I tell you he did have a personality like that and he to be fair to him he had a good career Michael McIndoe yeah um <laughs> talking through same, Michael same he, he was the the Polar opposite to Ben. Just, All right, okay. He firmly believed the, the dog's bollocks. Yeah, and he he enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. was just full of shit. He used yeah, to, yeah. like away from anything else. He used to. So you know the. Do you know like he lost some of the lads' money, didn't they? Like it's kind of like well, common knowledge within. I think because you were there, weren't you? So can you, can you talk us through it? Yeah. So basically, so Macca used to he'd come into training at Cov with a dressed up dead smart with a briefcase. Which was a bit like, not many footballers turn up with a briefcase. I don't think I've ever seen one with a briefcase. Well, did he have his boots in them? I've like. seen one and it was Michael McIndoe. No, no. <laughs> it was, and he'd like, I think he had a little fold out laptop, a few documents and that. He'd get it out. I'd leave him to it. I was like, not no, old like, enough what or whatever. What are you doing? The, the lads are on him for it. Like, do you know what I mean? You get banter for it. But like, banner's banner and it's fine. So anyway, start getting wind that. Lads are giving him money um, and he's giving them 20% return on the money per month. Uh, so the so, lad- you, so you give, him, give him 10 grand, you'll get two grand a month back. Yeah. Good maths, John. Well, for, yeah. Fair play. For all yeah. those who uh, yeah. don't know about percentages. Exactly that, John. John's your mum. <laughs> exactly that. So <laughs> at first, there's a, there's a few lads doing it. It's, it's basically, I bet there were some lads who were, didn't know what they were getting back. Percentage wise, I bet they were like. No, they're just like cash is cash. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, well, fuck you, dickheads. <laughs> so, <laughs> a few lads start doing it, 
And then he'll come in on a Friday at the end of the month. He'll open his briefcase at the training ground at Cov and he'd start like placing brown envelopes of cash on people's <laughs> spots in the dressing room. And of course, once that starts happening, then it starts gathering yeah, momentum. It's a bit like, well, if he is doing it, I'm doing it. Yeah. We'll have a go, won't we? If we stay alive for like five months, we've got our money back, yeah. sort of thing. So anyway, so then like everyone's doing it, more and more money is going in. Like, and comes a point where it stops because like, of course it stops. Like, <laughs> it's got to stop, hasn't it? It's got, it's got to stop. You fucking idiots. <laughs> right? And I'm one of them. It's fine. It's fine. It's not sustainable. I've got my boots. I've got my bib. It's So like, it was all right because like, the way it worked for me was I was getting the money for exactly. You were in early. Yeah, early enough. Not early enough to be good, but early enough to, to get away with it. So I was in for five months, so I got... Ten grand back. Of course I did. <laughs> so I got my... Fucking Rachel Ragnar over here. I got the money back. Of course, like, some people were... But, but, you, but like, so like, I'd had the... Say you have, you're in for ten, and you've had two grand five months running. But at the end, you might have spent that, mightn't you? Because you're thinking, oh, this is good, this. Yeah, so like, some of the boys were in for like, fucking stupid amounts of money, like hundreds of grands, sort of thing. So, the, so you, you put 100 grand in, you're getting 40 in your envelope, 200 grand. Go again. So you put, you put, lads put 200 grand in and there's 40 grand that, in their envelope. Yeah. Freddie Eastwood was one of them. Again, well in for John, a, man. Yeah. a lot of money. Some of the Wolves Solid, lads were in on it apparently. <laughs> he, he's he's consistent in nothing else. <laughs> <Pricks>. So <laughs> it all goes wrong, doesn't it? And then some of the lads are like seriously annoyed. Of course they are, because like they're, not, they're not getting their like quarter of a mil but they put him back. It's like, where is it and all that? And he's talking about his opening nightclub in London and all the rest of it. And then he started like, from what I can gather, and f he was getting threatened by certain people and certain people like myself were like, here's what it is, isn't it? You know what I mean? I've You've come made out. Bed. I've made, yeah, had to go. So um, surely like there's, there's six or seven, maybe more, I don't know, lads who haven't got the brown envelope that morning. So are they all not going? Yeah, it's like, Michael? Elephant Michael. in the room. Well, well, Michael! Was, so, so if you imagine when it stopped, it, it didn't stop and he come in and went, lads, it's over, I'm sorry. It stopped with excuses and, yeah. ah, but this and ah, but that. And So for a while, people got led along. Something to do with a nightclub in London. Um, Essentially, it's a pyramid scheme, isn't it? He must have been. So, <laughs> but what, what, but what, you know, like, in his head, what, what does he think the end game, end, end I, I, result I, I is? Couldn't, I honestly couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you, but like until this point, he was like a bit of a character, but he was all right. But then all, all of a sudden, he's like the most hated man in football, you know, within the dressing rooms because he's lost everyone's money. Not just from Cov as well, by the way. No, he was even like, there was all this sorts of yeah, expanded yeah. football. Oh, fuck me. This, yeah, this was a. Lads were like, lads were pulling up in a lay-by on the fucking M6 and getting their envelopes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was all going on. Fucking and and when, when he was getting chased, this is the thing that it was bizarre. He was getting chased by like other people for their money. Like I say, most of us weren't chasing him. We were just like... So I did you get enough... Did you get your money back? And yeah, so I got my money back to the to the exact right. sort of thing and then so you, just so accepted in it. End you, yeah. it was, in the end, you were like, well, it's a bad day, but... I've got away with it. No, I've, I've got away with lost, that. I've not yeah. really lost anything. Then, then he... Then one day he said, uh, he rang me. He was like, Turns, can I, can I come and see you? This was like when he... I knew he was in the... Shit. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay, yeah. He went, oh, yeah, I just need to... Got a few things to put forward to you and... You know, see, see, you might be interested. So I was at home and I just had my first little one, so I was a bit like, oh, I don't really need this. So like, 
Yeah. So he's come, he's come round. He's got out of a van. He's got like a, uh, a, I think it was a Ford Transit, like a full-size Ford Transit. So there's him. And then there's two lads in the van with him, two big lads in the van with him. He's got out. Uh, he's, he's knocked my door and he's gone, uh, can, can, we go, can we go for a walk? Can we go for a walk, Turns? I was like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we've gone for a walk around my block in Birmingham, right? Mac has got a bulletproof vest on. He's going to off. Mac has got a bulletproof vest on. <laughs> Are you not feeling a bit vulnerable? Uh, walking around with him in a bulletproof vest. I thought I was in the Sopranos. Forty for heat goes down here. for you as well. I'm crossfire. I've, I've got a one month fold in the house. Not be that one. I don't suppose you've got another bulletproof vest in the van. Sorry, Ben. All I can do is a stab you know, you, you, Do you know what I mean? Like so. Anyway, we walk around my block. He's trying to get me to lend him. Oh, can, can I have another? 20 grand and I'll do you 40% on it or something like this. You tried to like, and I was like, no, like, no. obviously. Sorry, I can't, I can't help you. I'm sorry. I hope it works out for you and whatever. <laughs> I hope you don't need the vest. Yeah, got in the van, drove. Last time I seen him, got in the van, drove off, but yeah. That was it. Genuinely, I was thinking, like, I'm walking around here. If anyone did actually come for him. Which was quite possible. Well, he's not wearing the vest for nothing, is he? It's one of them. You know, say if you've got more than the te- say if you've got ten and you've got your money back. Imagine if you've got fifty in, which is still a lot of money. But then you know that people have put say two hundred and fifty grand in. You're thinking if he's not getting his back, I'm not getting my fifty back. Yeah. But you can't really kick up that much of a fuss because people are all fucking. Yes. I think I, I, I'll be honest. We probably can't put this in, but I'm telling you, if I'd put two hundred fifty grand, it'd it, be dead. Johnny's got the vest on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd have to get a decent sniper. <laughs> 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 I'm willing to pay another 30 <laughs> do, you think he's just, do you not think he's just going again though and he's like, well, if he's like two, his, two, two mates in, in van I've got another one here go on pass us bulletproof vest I'll tell him I need a few I think, I think I'll have 20 grand before I've finished watch this we'll go for a route block I think what he was trying to do was get a bit more money squeeze a bit more out of the reasonable fellas to pay off the ones threatening him and then worry about the reasonable fellas afterwards mm. I think. Do you think you, you would have been seen as one of the reasonable Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like, I was just like... Look at me out. I've got a bulletproof like, yeah, vest Yeah, I'm like, fairly laid back. So, like, I was a bit like, well, he hasn't cost me any money. Basically, so you thought to yourself, have a five to one each way a second, don't you? I've got I the money have, back. Yeah, money back, five yeah. to one, placed. We move on, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> it could have won. It's, so, it's gone down by the but... And every now and then, they pop in and we're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I live my life. Oh, God, man. What, who are the other players in that squad, say, that the... the season pros that you were looking up to at, at that age when I first come through at Cov yeah right at the start we had like Richard Shaw uh, Steve Staunton um, Richard Shaw was brilliant like brilliant at the centre half yeah uh, Marcus Hall was a really good with the young lads really easy to be around because not all the senior pros are good with the young lads are they and not all of them mean to not be good with the good lads but like the patience levels aren't there and that but like I remember Richard Shaw Marcus Hall uh, desire, I am desire. Yeah. If that's how you say it. And this is this is one of my, my good mates now. Um, but Michael Doyle was um, hard on the young lads, and it was hard on me. But then it's mad because he, I was coming through there with him, and then when I signed for Notts County a few years ago, he's the captain at Notts County when I went when I went back, and he sort of like did the phone calls and got me there and all the rest of it. And I always knew that it's just how Doyle is. He's just um, I, I, could you, I, on the pitch. I've obviously only ever played played against him. Absolute arsehole. Yeah, but that's that's what he's trying to achieve. As a man, he's he's bang on. Who was the best manager you had at Cov? Out of them, 
Buthroyd, Coleman, Dowie, Adams. The easiest for me to play for would be Aidy Boothroyd because the way he played suited me the most. Head it, kick it, run as fast as you can. Head it, kick it, get to the halfway line. <laughs> be hard to beat, do your job, that kind of thing, set pieces. Uh, everything was organised, wasn't off the cuff because that suits me, not off the cuff, knowing what we're supposed to be doing. This is what we're doing. This is when we're doing it. This is how we're going to try and win. So I'm just looking forward down this page now. There's one name that springs out to me. Clinton Morrison. Talk me through Clinton. Great guy. Like every day on training pitch, bubbly, vibrant. Uh, good to have around. Unique character sort of thing. Um, I think he's... I think sometimes he used to uh, get on, from memories, I think he used to get on Coleman's nerves a little bit. Um, and I remember one time he, I think he, Clinton was saying something in the dressing room and Coleman wasn't really having it and he was like, Clinton, you can't shut the fuck up. Like, sea bomb. Proper, yeah, proper went for him. Was he having it? Like, yeah, Clinton was chirping back. Yeah, Clinton give as good as he got all the time, yeah. But he was like, uh, Pull the guns out. Yeah, and then he was like, what are you going to do? Go crying to your mum again or something like that. That's what Coleman said to him. Um, again, just like, we'd had a bad result. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Clinton taking that very well. No, he didn't at the time, no. And like, fucking hell, it took a lot to get Coleman to go mad. But he went mad that day, I I was uh, Kyler. Kevin Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, good guy. Uh, He's not very convincing that then. No, no, no. I'm just, I, I'm just <laughs> thinking of him now. Uh, he used to love, at the time, I think he was uh, a little bit addicted to gambling, shall we say. And he, he had a habit of uh, smashing up his laptops if his, uh, if his gambling hadn't gone right. And he'd come in and he'd be like, lost whatever, threw me laptop out the window. Sort of <laughs> Regular? Just, just More than once, yeah. So just, I'm just thinking of that, but yeah. Now I got on great with Kyle, yeah. But no, I just remember he was a he was a bloody big bastard and he loved a bet. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bloody big bastard. <laughs> funny guys are funny guy. Yeah. Uh, well, would you when um, obviously the League Cup game at Old Trafford because that would have been um, I imagine the biggest game yeah. for you at, at the time. It was nineteen, I think. Right. Yeah. So again, funny one. Didn't think I was in the training ground at Coventry. Uh, the squad used to go so you train and the squad would go on the, the notice board in the corridor the day before the game I'd always check was never on it <laughs> <laughs> checked wasn't on it went home and then I got rung the next morning funnily enough it was Michael Doyle he rang me he said Turns, where are you I said I'm at home why and he went um, you're in the squad we're about to train oh, I'm not in the squad I checked the notice board just there I wasn't in the squad he was like oh the, the notice board was wrong you're in the squad Best get in. So I got in the 106, the purple 106. <laughs> <laughs> I had it down the A45. <laughs> thinking, shit, <laughs> it's my fault. Like, fair enough, it weren't my fault. I didn't get bollocks or anything. I wasn't on, the thing I was supposed to check, I checked. I wasn't on it. Um, yeah. And I went from like sitting in my house to finding out you're going to start. And then I was a bit like, oh shit, here we go. But yeah, because like I hadn't been, I hadn't been playing in the league games. Do you know what I mean? Why do you think you did play that game then? I think Darry knew that I was close to being ready to play. Do you know what I mean? Big test for you. Yeah, I think he knew and I think he thought it was a cup game. And I think he was brave enough to, to make the decision and go, do you know what? Yeah, you can start start with this one. Who are you um, up against? 
Well, it was all right because it was against that flipping, what's his name? Dong. Remember him? Dong. <laughs> dong. Dong, yeah, I remember, remember him. him. <laughs> Big Dong. Big <laughs> Dong. Yeah, I remember him. I've got his name right. No, yeah, yeah. It's Dong, isn't it? Yeah. What, they he, was one of them, he was one of Fergie's buys that didn't work out. One of them. Jemba Jemba tackle. Yeah. Jemba Jemba. Worse than that, Parker. <laughs> what big dong you were? Oh, you fucking shite, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was living the dream. I'll have a dig at his fucking Because in sold out, I've got nothing to lose, and he was fucking shit. <laughs> Just knocking him about everywhere. That is a win win, isn't it? It's easy, this. <laughs> now, uh, they had some, you know, they had some, some other good, good players playing. Centre arse was like PK, Johnny Evans. I think they both ended up winning the Champions League, didn't they? They ended up playing, they ended up, better career, ended up having a better career than Dong. <laughs> they did, yeah. If I remember right. But no, it was a great night. Um, it's funny because we wa- watched it back in lockdown and I got a message saying it's on the, the Coventry, you've put it on the, the their YouTube channel as like a, a classic match. And watched it, we were just like fucking so fit, that Dowie team was. Just ran all over them, basically. Old Trafford, that's what we had over them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just energy and just legs everywhere but no great night yeah enjoyed sh- watching it back actually because I don't watch it a lot back no no did you win? yeah 2-0 I think was it? yeah so Dong didn't score? nah did he score? I guess oh he ever scored did he? <laughs> I've no idea I never heard of him um, fuck knows no it was a great night no no shirts just celebrating with the with the Cov fans at the end at the, at the other end and like some of the senior boys were like great with me do you know what I mean because they knew that obviously that would be a nerve wracking yeah. game to playing at the stage of the career I was at but no it was brilliant kind of set me on my way sort of thing and were you in the team then? yeah stayed in the team then for a bit yeah you know the, the months leading up to your move I think you were in the team playing well and were you thinking right now's the time to, to get no, a move somewhere? No, no because so what happened was I started playing when Aidy Booth would come in um, I played the first probably 10, 15 games from the start of that season and we started, we genuinely started really well and I started really well. I was working on set pieces. I think I'd scored four goals after like 12 games or something on set pieces and um, I genuinely felt like I was coming of age, you know what I mean? Like where I was like, I'm actually like one of our players who can just put on the team sheet and I'll be able to do my bit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas up until that point, it's hard to be really sure of yourself isn't it, when you're a young lad coming through. Mm. You've always got your doubts, haven't you? Everyone's got self-doubt and like, mm. first of all, am I good enough to even play? Then am I good enough to stay in the team? I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Or am I just going to replace, replace soon enough? I felt like I was like, I was establishing myself under A.D. Boothroyd. And uh, I was playing at home to Leeds and uh, I went in for a tackle with uh, Snodgrass and I did my medial knee ligament quite bad because like I slid in sort of side on and he's come through me and just opened my knee, my knee up sideways. And I knew something was up. Finished the game, but it was—I knew it was up. And the, when I got back in the changing room, the physio was like, "Yeah, you've you've definitely done your medial. It's just whether there's any of it left." Um, and it wasn't. It was a grade three, so I was rehabbing a grade three medial, and I wasn't getting any better. Four months down the line, I was like, the medial had like was a grade three tear, but it had bought out a block of the inside of my knee with it of bone that was attached to the bottom end of the ligament so the ligament wasn't reattaching to the bone because the torn bit of ligament was attached to a floating piece of bone so it had no chance it needed pinning so when I found that out four months down the line you must have been raging well I was back to the start of the rehab so I needed I needed an op to pin all that and then need four months from there and I was coming towards the so, so it, it wrecked my season basically I'd had a great start like I'd scored four uh, was in the team, felt important, felt like I was getting there and then didn't play to the rest of that season. And it got to the end of the season 
And then I was getting phone calls from the club, um, from Coventry, uh, saying um, there was interest in me, but um, they're not letting me leave. Um, they said to me, I, I remember Andy Thorne, who was the manager at the time, he said, uh, well, we let Scott Dan go for four million. Um, we're not letting you go for any less than that. So just get your head around. You won't be going anywhere. I remember thinking like, Scott Dan, the really slow player, by the way. <laughs> Scott Dan, the flipping Premier League centre-back. And yeah. I was thinking, right, Scott, he went because he was good enough to go and he was ready to go, right? I'm not even fit. Like, at this point, I'm not even training. I'm not, I'm, I'm, do you know what I mean? I'm in the gym trying to get my knee right. I was thinking, what, why am I getting Where's these? this come from? Yeah, I don't understand it. Because you, you're like, not expressed yeah. a want to leave or Not one like. bit, no. I was, just, I was thinking, gee, I need to get my knee right. This is yeah, a major yeah, yeah. setback for me. This is, I'm like... I'm taking as long to do a medial as a cruise ship would take. Do you know what I mean? I'm mm. thinking I've got to get my career back on track. Um, and then I was like, I remember saying to Thorne, I was like, it's, it's absolutely fine. Like, I'm more than happy to stay. I just want to get back playing and keep building on what I did. And then um, and then the next thing, he rang and said, oh, it's out of my hands. The, clubs have, the club have accepted a bid for uh, 750 grand um, from Cardiff and... Birmingham were wanting to speak to you as well and Birmingham at the time sounded ideal because I was a Birmingham fan like wouldn't uh, it was local and all the rest of it but that couldn't that didn't get um, really get going over the next time because it was the Birmingham owner was in trouble with his uh, I can't think what his name tax. taxis back yeah. over there so he was kind of like laying low <laughs> the, the, the we, 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 we can't fucking Mac find him. We can't fucking yes. find him. We're, we're ready for sign you, but we can't find him. in a flat next door to Mackin, though. <laughs> so, the, the club were like, so it was um, Hewton at the time. Um, and while all that was going on, then uh, Malky got in touch and said, I want you to come to Cardiff. Did you settle in straight away? Uh, not, not to the level of like, how comfortable I was there at the end do you know what I mean yeah but like yeah I could see it was a good a good group of lads and like there was a lot of good there was a lot of good people in the building weren't there yeah, to be there fair a lot of pricks but yeah player wise though there was, oh, a, lot of good, there was a lot of good people yeah. weren't there oh good as gold yeah. and that's the most that's always been the yeah. most important thing to me really like, yeah, if, you've got so. if you've ever had a manager who's a dick if you're going in every day and the lads are good you can just about take the edge off get around it? it can't you just depends it depends how dicky you're talking. If you're talking Malky Dicky. Did you get on with Malky? You, no I, problems? Yeah, I, I did. And I know That's John what we hear from most people, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I know he splits the he splits the opinion. Like Parky's got a completely different experience of him, shall we say. But like again, it was just to me, it was a manager who fully believed in me, played me when I was fit, and took me as high as I got. So how can I not? think that that was good for me of course it was good for me it weren't good for parking I fully understand yeah. that you know what I mean some of it I didn't even know was happening like I never knew in the cup final you you didn't get a ticket do you know yeah. what I mean at the time I don't know that I've learned that from your podcast so it's like that, get it I, I get that yeah of course mm. I do and other stuff that you've said I totally get it I'm just sitting here yeah, as I, a selfish bastard saying he took me as high as I could go I'm just on about for me I get that the other lads had gripes that's it's always going to be the case, isn't it? Mm. I totally I get that you had gripes and I get what they were. Yeah, the ground running. No, not really. No, to be honest, I had to finish my rehab miles off the lads in terms of fitness because he was like drill sergeant, weren't he? Yeah. So the lads were fit, fit, and I was coming back from 
best part of a season out. So I wasn't fit fit. Whether I liked it or not, I wasn't. So I had to catch up. And when I and when I did get in the team, took a few games till we got a clean sheet, do you know what I mean? That's a be, that's a bedding and and then it started started working out then, yeah. But it was, it was all worth it. Did you, because like you mentioned about your, your character of negative maybe thought process beforehand to want to improve yourself, like imposter syndrome or whatever. Did you did you have some of that arriving? Yeah, there? 100%. I remember like... It probably didn't help me saying, what the fucking hell? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, yeah, it's hard to explain it. I love all that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's absolutely, that's that's what you need to settle in at a club, innit? You need someone to like... Just but arriving somewhere the when they paid money for you, injured... You I mean, yeah, that's yeah. A bit, it's a bit what, gamble for them. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. For, for Cardiff, wrong. It's not fortunes, to... but it wasn't, it, it wasn't ideal. And there was, it was like another step for me. I remember, my, I think it's my first home game on a set piece. So Kenny Miller was playing for us at Cardiff at the time. And um, I'm there and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to win my headers and I'm going to win my tackles. So that's bare minimum. And I've gone for a header. Kenny's gone for the header. I've gone through the lot. And Kenny's had like 14 stitches above his eye <laughs> from me going through it. <laughs> and... I'm sure he had like some plastic surgery work to like make sure it was absolutely headed the head off him basically <laughs> <laughs> I headed the head off him and I thought oh for fuck's sake do you know what I mean like, Kenny O'Callaghan as well because just... it's Kenny Miller and to me yeah, coming yeah. like just 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 getting there I'm thinking I'm I'm in with like a bit of a bigger pond in terms of the characters and he was he was a household name wasn't he he was mm. and like You've added his head off. I always have respect for those kind of people from, from day one. And I thought, oh, fuck me. He's never, <coughs> never going to like me, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but different things break the ice, don't they? Like Parky saying how much. Me headbutting yeah. Kenny Miller and smashing his face up. Like little things just, he was, he was, he was absolutely bang on. So it, like, it, it didn't, it didn't, it was, it was a good thing rather than a, a negative. But at the time when I first did it, I saw he was down. I was thinking, oh, Jesus, Ben, maybe you shouldn't have gone for that one. But Malky would have been like, that's why I've signed him. You probably would have, yeah. You're Malky would have been like, that's why I've signed him, to just fucking head everything. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, it were, it were, like, there were that many good lads in the group, even though the character that you were, it, it weren't a, were a tough dressing room to integrate No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. It was, it was, it was good. I have to, I, like I say, there's just so many good... Uh, characters in the dressing room so many good people that you got to know for like say you'd be like three years down the line and by that point in football okay. you've usually found out oh, I think anyway from experience you'll be like yeah good lad but yeah he's alright but you wouldn't leave him alone with your missus yep <laughs> this guy, you know what I mean this guy's alright but once he's had a drink he's a prick <laughs> you, you usually do don't you by the end of it but, you, but there was least half the team two two uh, two seasons down the line you're like do you know what he's still a fucking good guy hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He's like, yeah, he's all out when he's had a drink. I can't. Uh, I'd leave him with my missus. 
Like there was a lot. Of, there was. There was. There yeah. genuinely was. Like, and I think that's like stands that like. There's a lot of us have kept in touch, haven't they? Yeah. Talk about that League Cup final because we oh, jazz on. Yeah. Cost me fucking sixty quid to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to see me tits though. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fucking great week and I went down on the Saturday night and uh, all day Sunday and I had the Monday off I think I were at Scunny yeah. the Monday off so I had a good fucking kick at ball yeah. did you know you, you were in the team I knew I was playing because it was me and Huds until Huds got injured and then it was me and Jez while Huds was injured so the, the, the you know what I mean I was the guy with 25 games behind me yeah. playing at a steady it was between like what's he going to do here? That's the captain. Yeah. And Jez has been playing and Jez, Jez had a, a claim to be like, well, surely oh. I'll stay in for this one. He and Hudson's not really been playing, not been training, he only just trained a day or something. just got back, just got back. And so, how long was he out? A while, like weeks, we're talking weeks, not days, like, like a month, four mm. weeks, maybe more. Could you feel his pain? Good, a good bit. Of course, of course you can, yeah. Absolutely. I was rooming with Jez. Oh, fucking hell. So the night before, we were in the, in the room and like I get it I saw the whole story develop without knowing what the ending of the story was <laughs> <laughs> truthfully I did like I was in did a you room think with him, be playing? talking with him so I, again like I, I didn't like no disrespect I just didn't give a shit as long as I was playing yeah. Yeah. like yeah I get you not that I don't you know what I mean yeah. that was my priority at yeah, the time your focus is on because like it didn't I thought I would play but you don't know until he names you, you, you? Been, so when you're like, waiting for the team you're thinking oh imagine he goes Hudson Jess like could have happened yeah. so I'm worrying about me at the time I can tell Jez he's thinking so was, 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 the other night before is Jez like yeah. can you tell he's like processing it thinking oh, I think yeah from, from, from us in the room play, I, think, I think he was I think he was slightly worried do you know what I mean so, but he's probably 75% sure he's playing as you would be but he would be slightly worried because of his relationship with Malky wouldn't he yeah because he didn't have one of the solid relationships with Malky, like yeah. you've talked about. He, he felt like he was about to get pushed to the side, didn't he? All the time. And he and he felt that because he was. So he's a good, do you know what I mean? Good judge of character, isn't he? He, he? he saw it coming. Yeah. It's fair play to him. And like I say, like, um, we had the meeting, it happened. Jez lost his head. And so just for, sorry mate, just like, for anybody who's not head. seen Jez's episode, uh, he announces that that he's yeah. with Huds the, on the morning of the game yeah he snatches the team and it's me and Huds and Huds is captain and it's back to like the team that Malky wanted to play like all along but Jez would have been the thing was Huds wasn't hadn't been training that much and wasn't match fit so um, it, it, there was an element of surprise to him being brought back in and thrown back in for a cup final lacking match fitness against Liverpool do you know what I mean Yeah. so Jez is really frustrated but Again, it's like, you can see it, can't you? What, how would I feel? I'd feel the same. Mm. I'd feel fucking livid, of course I would. How would Hoods feel? Brilliant, I'm playing. How would I feel? Brilliant, I'm playing. There's, there's, like, you, you all look out for each other and care for each other, but Jez was probably so upset because you probably get one chance, don't you, to be named on that team sheet for the cup final when you're playing for Cardiff, mm. don't you? Because we're a good, solid team, but we're not Liverpool, are we? Mm. I can't remember if we asked Hoods or not. I'm, I, did Hoods, was it a surprise to Hoods that he's starting? I couldn't tell you. I'd say so though. The team was named and it was, that was the first anyone heard of it. So it when Hoods was has. put in, Hoods was, there, was, there must have been a bit of Hoods thinking at the time, oh shit, am I, <laughs> am I fit enough? Yeah. But See, I think he's had a conversation with Malky. I think they, Malky must have pulled him privately and said, can you play? 
If you if if you tell me you're fit and you can play, you play. I'll cry. privately. Do you know what? I'm just just guessing, but I don't. He, the, the 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 guy that he is, I, I genuinely reckon he, if he'd got wind of it, he'd have sounded out, Jess. Do you think? I think so. Yeah. That's why I don't think you know. Mm. Just to even just to. Is the captain of that team, Is the captain of that team and he needs the respect of the lads? Even for a team thing, you know, like, because if if I'd have been told that situation, I could have told you Jez is going to fucking blow up. In that meeting, Jez is going to blow up, right? So... Of course he is. It could have been thinking for a team thing, just before a cup final, I'll just speak to Jez. I think he just spoke to him. Bear bear in mind, because it was his calf, it would have been up with his calf, maybe. Can't even remember. <clears throat> He's trained once or twice. Calf and going into a cup final. Is the manager really not going to say, like, how do you feel? Have you got 90 in you? Or whatever. I don't think any manager ever asked me that. <laughs> you got 60. <laughs> <laughs> you got a solid 60 for us, big end. Yeah, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Do you know what the, 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 the real shame of the situation was? He went with me and Hoods. And to be fair, we played well. There's no doubting about it. We played well. Hoods blew up in the extra time which was inevitable and Jez come on and Jez did nothing wrong in the game right so you can you know like on the flip side of that you can say well you got to extra time against Liverpool so Malka's decision were actually just because you've obviously done well enough to get a draw against Liverpool and Uds has blasted the 90 minutes mm-hmm. but can you imagine right this is what I'm saying it goes to penalties Liverpool missed the first two including Gerard, who is Liverpool isn't he that's a body blow in it. Right, we've missed our first two and Gerard's missed. Suarez won't take a pen because he doesn't think he's played well enough. So he's not going to take a pen. Yeah? Imagine if Jezza steps up and it's the winning pen and it all just... Mm, so everyone has a fucking great day, don't they? Yeah. And it's a shame that didn't happen because it would have just finished the story off, wouldn't it? But it just wasn't, it wasn't to be. Because it would have been... He didn't play. He went with Hoods. Hood's played a blinder. Turns played well. Jesuit, the winning pen. Everybody's against happy. Liverpool. Against his cousin. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. And it's just a shame that we couldn't all have had that we couldn't have all have had that experience because what a night that would have been. Because it would have been like it's done now and it would have been. Won... had a good night anyway, maybe. Of course, mate. But... <laughs> <laughs> We'd have won the bastard cup, John. <laughs> no, to be fair, I mean, as much as I I, I don't like him. I was like, fucking hell, I hope we win this. Do you know, just for your like... Yeah. That's it, innit? Because sometimes you, do, you you get like, don't you? We've all sat in the stands watching a game and you think, like, you could be fucking acid if you want. But at the same time, you've usually got some mates on the pitch, haven't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well. So it's, 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 a, tough, it's a tough industry, innit, to be in because it does fuck with your emotions, mm-hmm. don't it? And sometimes you're there and you must have you must have been thinking, I hope we fucking lose for him. I hope we win for them. Yeah, and then, and then just, also when you sat there a bit torn, and yeah, it's a bit like it's not nice. Yeah, do you know, like as players, we have, we have them feelings during games, don't we? Like the, the best feelings of our career. That goal was just out of body. Experience. Yeah, gen- genuinely. Yeah, I don't. Again, like like I've sat here and spoke to you, and I, it's out of character for me that, and it was because I wasn't thinking. I don't remember th- consciously thinking to celebrate like that. Just that's what. That's just what I did. That's if I was it. thinking, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody's seen it it's a fucking shirt off and it's probably the fastest you've ever run oh, I weren't half galloping right now. <laughs> <laughs> did he won the 225 at Southall today there's blokes falling off my back trying to hold on <laughs> get off 
<laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Do you see that as a highlight of your career? No, obviously. No, no, I don't. I don't. I know, like, it is my, it's, it's my most memorable moment and, like, it's memorable to the Cardiff fans and I'm so happy I could, like, contribute something like that because football is all about moments and, the like, it's about the fans, isn't that, in it as well? Yeah. Like, without them, it's just just a game, and it? With them, it's, it is what it is. But, like, my favourite thing was winning the championship with loads of clean sheets. That's my favourite yeah. thing, yeah. The day that we went up with like games to spare, it was like... You've done your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's obviously my best individual moment where it was like, I'm running around going mental without even thinking of it. However, the other one was like the results of like constant work, mm. constantly day in, day out. Yeah, temples of uh, graft. So that, yeah. meant, that, that, that meant a lot. Could you, would you, could you have taken a pen? Malky would never have given me a pen. <laughs> the thing is, though, Tony, you could kick it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could, though, couldn't you? Right, lads, who can kick it really hard? Hands up. Right. Do you, the semi-final, Pat, we beat Palace on pens, yeah? I can't remember. But... Right, listen to this. Now, this made me angry at the time. But he's probably right. Palace are down to 10 men, yeah? So what you have to do... I didn't know this until that day and this is why it fucking pissed me off. You have to, as the team of 11 men, you have to nominate a man to fuck off off the pitch. <laughs> he can't even stand on the halfway line. Did you even know this rule? No. <laughs> for the penalty shootout? I didn't until this moment. <laughs> Semi-final of the cup. <laughs> Imagine this, yeah? Right? Malky turns... Get to fuck off this pitch. You're the last person on this team who's going to take a pen. <laughs> but, you know what? Like, like, I mean, no disrespect to Kev, but well, Kev's still on the pitch. Oh, yeah. 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 See, yeah. I, I, I'd rather have you take a pen than Kev. Thanks, John. So where did you have to go and stand? Right, so the lads are on the pitch, aren't they, doing the old, yeah. waiting to run at the goal, eh? You know, like, if you get the win, if you get the... Yeah. You run up, don't you? I'm sat on the bench. <laughs> with the physio. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm like thinking, fuck's sake. Like, surely I could have. It's like being last picked in yeah. school. Yeah. Like fucking Billy Casper, I'm dead. Could have took the eighth, Gaffer. <laughs> I didn't know that, though, that you got to level the numbers up. Yeah. yeah. Some people are. Oh, does it, though? Because yeah, you've got the advantage of having an extra player because you've got some. No, I don't know what would happen though. If, in hindsight, it's, it's actually more beneficial for the team who've still got 11 men. Because your 11th man could be then taking the penalty before their first man again. Yeah, who, sh- who could be a regular penalty taker. That's what happens then, obviously. Yeah. So the, so he could have put the keeper on the touchline, but he put you? No, because the keeper has to be involved, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> like that. Marcy passes the jersey. <laughs> <Marcy passes your laughs> jersey. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have just fucking gone home. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? You know. Surely you could nominate the keeper not to take one, but he's still... Yeah. He could still... He could still save him. This is my final. I think Marcy won... Out of the team, I think Marcy's... Not in my bottom three out of that team to take a pen. No. Marcy could strike a ball, like. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh. <laughs> 12. <laughs> It was weird, honestly, yeah, if I'm honest, yeah. Do you think he got his uh, his recruitment right that summer? And when you did go up? Into the Premier League? No, absolutely not, no. No. We'd have we'd have stood a better chance. 
if we decide no one, is my opinion. Yeah. I said that before. Like, it's bull. Cornelius or not based on ability um, or anything like just that. The but just just that 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 group would have give it everything possible. And I know like people say, well, giving it hundred percent is like a bare minimum, but that that was the the group that I remember the most of my whole career where it was like epitomised that. Yeah. Like a collective 100%. It would have, we would have gave it everything home and away all season to try and get 40 points. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I thought the fans could have, even if he did go down, if that was the case, all the lads putting the bollocks on the line every week, mm. you take that, don't you? Yeah. But we had Bolon, Craig Conway, and he didn't play a minute, did he? This is what I mean. People like Craig Conway didn't play any games. Matt Connolly didn't really play as much. Hoods was never really played a run of games he played some games he played some cup games but all them players play played a, a massive run. part yeah. yeah Don Carey didn't get really near it much it's unheard um, of loads of people who would like give it everything they had to get there didn't get enough game time in my opinion and I know I know we had to try and get better ability wise we did I get that that's obvious but I think like we didn't say like the signings for example so say like you got Cornelius Cornelius just come and toss it or just did it just oh, not work? Jesus, man. Like, just, I don't know if it's cultural or what, but just bizarre. Just bizarre. Just he couldn't handle it. He'd sit in the canteen at lunchtime with a Parker coat on, zipped right up to his chin, eating his dinner. Like, just sit there. Is it's it dinner. No. <laughs> we South Park Kenny, but like... That, <laughs> yeah. That. Is that because he didn't want to socialise and speak to people? I don't know. I, don't, like, I get it. Like, he's, he's from a different culture, a different... Well, what are you Danish? Eskimo bike sounds amazing. That's it. We've all played shop. with people from these parts and, like, it's different. We got our... We were playing Arsenal away in the league. He gets on the bus out of the hotel. We've done an overnight stay. Do you know what I mean? He's got... He's got bedhead... Like you can see where he's, he hasn't been in the shower. He just like that. He gets on, he sits down. He's got the Parker coat over his tracksuit again. As he sits down, your trousers go up, don't they? He's got odd socks on. Just like, just it was just like it weren't happening. It was like he, it weren't. We're about to go and play Arsenal away in the Premier League, mate. You're wearing odd socks. You haven't had a shower. Your Parker's on. It's always we weren't asked. Do you think he, do you think he yeah, weren't asked or? That's how it looked, but like people are different, aren't they? Maybe, mm. I don't know. And he's got it to do well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's back on track now and he's doing well. Yeah. How was Fabio? Brilliant, brilliant <clears throat> guy. So he's one of the good ones? Yeah, brilliant. Like, all you ask is that if someone comes into your team that's worked hard to get to a higher league, that they buy into everything. And he was on them, he, 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 just, he, he just bought into everything. Um, Excuse my ignorance, who's Fabio? One of the twins. Fabio de Silva. Silva. Manu, Manu. Playing the Champions League final. Perm. The Brazilian. Right Perm. It was Brazilian. a It was a Brazilian. Perm Brazilian got it. One played either side. Perm got me. Nah, he was he was great. He, um Fabio was he followed me in with a better Cheltenham one year. Um we went to uh went to Cheltenham. We got put in the. There's a betting company called Betway. I don't know if you've heard of Betway. Yeah. Well, I was fucking there, you plonker. Was you there? Yeah, I was here. When we won all the money? Well, you did. You, <laughs> yeah. You stopped me winning because I was fucking talking to you. I missed the first race. <laughs> that just set me up for a day. Fabio, I remember, he was the one who 
followed it in, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, because Bet, Betway did that stupid offer. They said, if you deposit up to 15 grand, we'll match it with another 15. So you'll have 30. What? Because the thought were pissed up footballers. Count them. Anything them. But it was fucking Willie Mullins. Right, yeah. wasn't it? So it was Willie Mullins. So it was Duvan, Faheen, Undeso, and Annie Power. If it was your day as well, you, you know your arse racing, don't you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Look, yeah, I follow it. It's my, it's my, it's my, it's my favourite sport, to be honest. Like, it used to be football, but the longer I've been <laughs> Like, horses is my thing. So you've got Duvan, strong favourite for the Supreme. Undeso's strong favourite for the Arkle. Then you've got Fahim for the Champion Hurdle and Annie Power for the Mayor's Hurdle, all on the same day. So when they've offered, they've done this offer, and the only stipulation is you have to bet the 30 grand. So if you put 15 in, they'll match it with 15, and you've got to bet 30, you have to, you have to stake 30,000 of bets. On that day, or just... At in the, the Cheltenham. Right. On the week. So it was like the worst... Like the worst year they could have ever done this offer, innit? It was like... Yeah, it was like they so were thinking about what they were doing. So I remember saying, like, listen, <clears throat> this is what I'm going to do. Because like some of the lads would go, what, like, what do you think? What do you think? Because they knew I followed it and like cared about racing. So I went, obviously we can lose, it's horse racing. But if we split the 30 grand on the Mullins four, that were all approximately even money, right? If only one of them wins, you've got over seven grand on it. Yeah, which will give you your 15 back. What you originally put in. Which you put in. So you just need Annie Power, Fahim, Duvan, or Undeso, just one of them to cross the finish line front. We'll get our money back. And the profits staggered from there. And it was the year that, remember Annie Power fell at the last? Yeah. She was the last one of the four. She was going to be the, she was going to be four out of four. And she fell at the last. Like there were that stronger favourites these four. That it said they said it would cost the bookies like millions, tens of millions, wasn't it? And it, there were that, mm-hmm. there were like, apart from Annie Power falling at the last, there were that, there were dead certs, weren't there? And when Annie Power fell at the last, everyone was saying the bookies had paid Ruby Walsh to fall on purpose and all this kind of nonsense. Yeah. Like the multi millionaire that is Ruby Walsh that's won everything in the game, he's risking his own life at the last. Mm. Like, but anyway, so we three out of the four won. And, uh, only Fabio's followed. Loads of the other lads. Oh, so have you been trying to persuade the lads? This yeah, is what we should like, do. Like, yeah, like when we get there, I'm like, you should probably do this sort of thing. And loads of them are like, oh, I don't know, like the missus won't won't be happy with that sort of thing. <laughs> Fabio, Fabio's just one of them. He's just like there for a good time. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Fabio, you're like a slady while you manage it, Yeah, yeah. Fabio's like, I'm with you, Ben. I am with you. I, <laughs> I was going, we'll be all right, Fab. We'll be all right. So anyway, the third one goes in. Like we're guaranteed, they're not twenty grand up each. Fabio's absolutely buzzing. He's pissed off his head at Cheltenham, loving it. He's passing his phone around, letting all the staff place bets on his phone. He's going, <laughs> crack on, he's got 20, like all this. Absolutely brilliant. And like, I remember he was walking out of the course and he was like, I love you, Ben, man. I, <laughs> I was like, Sam, I love you too. Exactly remember you were telling me this story. Right, just before the first race, and I missed my bet because the first one won at two to one. It, it was bizarre. Yeah, the first one won at two to one. So I'm walking down to back it with a fucking tic tac man. Drops on turns. He says, "Have you, have you done this?" And we're like, "Well, no, it's it's one minute before the fucking race starts." Turns it, <laughs> and you're telling me now. And then I missed the first. I didn't have a bet in the first race. But that's how stupid people think every footballer is, really. 
where they're going. Yeah. There's that offer. It's fifth. That's if ridiculous. you know, like it was just ridiculous on that day as well. The, like the, you say. The, 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 the day, what it were like, people are talking about this fourfold for weeks and months before, mm-hmm. aren't they? And we just needed one to, to walk away with our money. Yeah. And then we had anything after that. We were like, it was mad. Yeah. It was mad. How'd you get on with Solskjaer? Really well, yeah. Really good guy. Really nice. Pleasant guy. Um, Too nice? At that time? Um, I just think, at that time, there was the people behind the scenes got too involved with the football side of things. I think what happened was, they had a relationship breakdown with Malky, and then it seemed anyway that they were going to take more control with whoever coming next. But it got ridiculous where like they were picking certain players to play and... And all you'd let that happen? I don't know if we had a choice, but there was times where we'd get called in and he'd say, they want certain player to play, um, so one of you two can't play. Last time this happened, you didn't play, so this time you won't play. And it just becomes a bit mental. It just becomes a bit crackers. We played, I'll tell you what we did, we played... um, It becomes farcical. It does become farcical. We played Villa on a Tuesday night in the league at home and uh, we, we drew nil-nil. Defence played really well. I still think it's the best game I've ever played. Truthfully, I honestly had an art do. Um, and then we got Hull at home on the Saturday and it's like a must a must win, if not must not lose in the relegation dogfight. We're well in with a chance at this point. And uh, again, we get called in and um, the team's changed. Three of the back four are dropped, including myself. The only one that stayed in was Corker. And then we're going to the, and we're like, you know what I mean? You can't help, but you're annoyed, aren't you? Because you're thinking, well, we've got a clean sheet. We played well in, as individuals and as a, te- as a back four and as a team. Um, and we're going into the, a big E and he, and he changed it. And he put, um, he put one in with Stephen Corker at centre half. And they really didn't see eye to eye. Them two as players? As players. Hate each other. Didn't it? Just didn't. Every little like uh, double act within the team hit it off and worked well. You know what I mean? From like your left centre back to your left back, your right centre back to your right back, your two centre backs, your two centre like all that. Those two, they didn't. They just didn't. They didn't get on. And like we got, I think we got beat four something by Hull at home. We were also in the relegation dogfight, and it it, it it was just a bit. In, you know Symbolic. what I mean you could see that it, something wasn't quite right because we might we clearly weren't anywhere near the best team in the league we were we were going to be fighting relegation but we should have been fighting it with actual fight not like a it, whimper yeah it was just like it's your fault it's your fault <clears throat> you know what I mean just lads who just they weren't on the same page anymore a massive it was, contrast to the previous year yeah yeah that was that was that was the point really at that point where it was a bit like okay so the manager's not really completely picking the team and now we've just been beat 4-2 four, four or something at home to Hull conceding not like, bad goals to be fair like middle of the goal and like blame you know what I mean and it was a bit like we're in trouble here now because this is a bit of a mess now and I think that was the point where it kind of people started realising we're going to go we're in trouble we're in big trouble here and we haven't moved forward we've gone backwards and that's piss putter from the top trying to pick the team but also Scholzschau, are you thinking, just, if they just brought you in, just say no, I'm picking my own fucking team. Well, I'm yeah. surprised he hasn't walked. I'm just saying that. 
Fuck yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's his first job in English football. So he's probably thinking, I've got to keep my head down because this is my mm. chance to make. If I keep him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, if I can keep him up. Boy, hook up, boy, crook, whatever, whoever's speaking to I think you've got to have a, a bit more about you. Even if you like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure all he'd done, I'm sure he'd get away with not working ever again. So yeah, he probably didn't need the money. You're just thinking, fucking have a bit of a backbone, mate. But, mm. Well, maybe, like you said, that is the difference between going down and staying up. You know, he's kind of gone, well, like what we were saying yeah. then, he's gone in a bit of a wing. If I keep him up, you know, I've done all right. Yeah. Well, no, if you take charge of the situation, but that's and you are the man, you, you are the manager of the club and you say who's playing, then you will keep him up if you're a good enough manager. Because like, in, even in that situation, it's like, when I was getting, when me and other players were getting told this kind of stuff, you're annoyed personally, but you also, there's an element of you that thinks, fucking hell, can't they just leave you alone to fucking manage the team? Yeah. There is, there is that. Mm. I mean, I've been in, I've been in quite a few meetings where I've been dropped. But could you imagine getting? I can't imagine getting dropped saying, uh, "Look, you're not playing today because uh, the the board have said they want him to play." I'd be like, "Are you fucking winding yeah. me up?" And you'd be raging with the manager for letting for letting that yeah. happen. But whether whether you think on the flip side, oh well, fair enough if if he uh, if he wants to keep his job and that. But I'd be, I'd be even more furious than he said, you were shit last week, you're not playing, fair yeah. enough. Think of the no, managers we played under, say Alan Irvine. I he's, think he's, he's never doing that in a million I think he's years. walking. Mick McCarthy's walking. Yeah, fuck yeah. Paul Lambert's walking. In, in, in the end, he did at Blackburn because they were getting involved too much. But after you, obviously after you went down, did you, you had quite a few injuries. Yeah, in yeah. So time afterwards. Once we, um, so once we went down, uh, that was the start of my ankle problems, basically, in pre-season, ready for having another go at the championship and then I did a grade 3 rupture of my ankle ligaments I'd had a couple of them when I was younger but I'd bounced back from them alright but this time it didn't I didn't bounce back and uh, so the next two seasons which were the last two seasons of my contract I had six six uh, ankle reconstructions three on either three on either ankle so the first two were the normal brostrum ankle reconstructions where they try and stitch your ligaments back together but it wasn't giving me like any stability at all. So I'd play a game or two and just bang, just grade three right again, again. Massive ankle, back to square one. I remember I was told the club doc at Cardiff came to me and he said, um, he asked me, I got on really well with him. So I think he felt like I should say it to him just to give him his, his options. But he said, are you, um, are you insured career ending wise? And I said, yeah, yeah. Like why? If you know what I mean? And he was like, well, uh, you do know that these policies are in place for people who are in a, the situation that you're in now. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a case here to be made that this is stopping, the you, end. stopping you doing your job. Yeah. And how old are you here? 27. So, like, basically, my career had always gone up very steadily to the point where we played our season in the Premier League at Cardiff. And then from this point onwards, it's steadily gone down the other way. So, it, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's gone up, I went up like that and then down like that the other yeah. side. Um, so, I said, right, okay. Um, I just had on my left ankle the latest surgery where they stop trying to stitch your ligament back together, where they take all your ligaments out, they drill one side of the joint, drill the other side of the joint and fit like a synthetic pretend ligament in there, which won't rupture. It's like anchored into the deep into your bones. Um, but the rehab was a lot harder and the, the, the physio, the surgeon had said, look, these, they're a lot harder to rehab 
they will you will lose speed, you will lose agility, and you will lose some movement. And now, like I didn't have like loads of that to lose, if that makes sense. I think I think I had this surgery without knowing <laughs> in about fucking two thousand and six. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it kind of shocked me when the doc came to, and, uh, and like I say, he was like from from Birmingham, like myself, and I got on well with him and all the rest of it. So I thought he's obviously trying to help me out here. So I thought, so I spoke to my missus and I was like, look, this is what I've been told. Uh, the doc has told me that the surgeon will sign it off, the physios will sign it off, and he'll sign it off. Um, so basically, you've got to, you, you, you you can clear. get out of jail. Clear. You're fine. There's no one going to stop this. There's no one going to stop this. This is it's nailed on. If you want to take it, so I was like, if that's what you think I should do, and that's what's best for like me and my family, then all right, fair enough. What's so, the insurance if you don't want me? Uh, it was like one point one million. Right, so you can take the one point one and so I was, yeah, so I was like retire. So basically, I was like. So I didn't take a decision like that lightly, but I was like, okay, if that's what's best for me, I'm going to have to accept it. I'll have to, that's what I'll have to do. Um, so then... It'll be much, a much easier decision at 31, 32. Yeah. Than 27. Or playing in League One and uh, League Two. And, the, and the, thing, the thing that I was thinking was, I'd always gone up, like I say, like very, very steadily, like got in the team, established myself at Cov, got a move to Cardiff, playoffs with Cardiff, lost in the playoffs, won the championship, played in the Premier League, got relegated. That was like my my climb do you know what I mean That's so I just thought well surely I can still get by and have a career sort of thing but I, I got my head around the fact that I was going to stop and then I remember I was just sitting at home with my missus one night and um, I just got really upset about it I was like I don't actually want to do this like I want to give this a go I want to get the operation I've had on my left one done on the right one and just give it a go sort of thing if, it, if I can't play at the same level like it's not the end of the world I can still play I'll, find, I'll have to just adapt a bit and whatever so I kind of like knew that I wasn't ready to stop so I gave it a go of course everyone at Cardiff at that point knew that I'd agreed to retire so like my time at Cardiff was Done. you know what I mean they, they, you don't blame them do you at that point they're thinking he can't play anymore like isn't mm. it? we can't keep him here do you have um, to meet certain tests and stuff to say that you oh yeah so we had like the insurance that Cardiff had at the time was like you had to, to to be for long term rehabs. You had to be able to run through the the laser gates, thirty yeah. meter laser gate, and get eighty percent of your fastest time before you could go back into training. So it was Richard, Kalinge, oh, yeah. and uh, Snake, yeah, rats, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like a reptile, like Sean. <laughs> yeah. so, the snake, the snake used to think about eating the rat. <laughs> So, um, so yes, but long story short, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't get to 80%. I couldn't get to 80% of my, my laser time. So, so that's the thing as well. I mean, the numbers are on the table, aren't they? Mm. So, so you've got to run a certain time and then you, you've got to meet yeah, that again. But it was, you might think that you, I feel slower, I feel slower, but you are slower. The, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was tough. So I had to go, couldn't do it. Said, I oh, will try again next week. We'll do a bit more. I'll try again next week. Couldn't do it. Third time was out there with, the fitness coach couldn't do it tried again couldn't do it and I remember I just walked off I just went I'm going home like I can't I clearly can't get it like I'm, this is as fast as I can go now changed the way I run basically but in my feet I couldn't generate the same force straight away like yeah. with biomechanics or whatever it changed and that's when uh, signed for Burton by the way I'm still think this is 1.1 million we're talking about yeah and you've given that up knowing that you can't even reach 80% of your top speed because you, you could have still retired mm. I'm assuming 
Yeah, 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 yeah. After if they filled them tests, you could have got. You know, I thought you were going to say it. you've walked well, off. That and would gone, have backed up. The, it would have backed up the case, wouldn't it? That yeah, there's some evidence that I can't. But no, I'd, I'd, so all the evidence really was saying that you should retire. Really, probably yeah. But um, at the same time, I knew I was like up against it to reach the same kind of levels. Of course, I did, but I just saw it as a challenge. Really, mm-hmm. kind of thought in my head, can I earn that money? Mm-hmm. Playing the game rather than take the money, not playing the game, rightly or wrongly. That's why. But you could like kind of thought. you could have took the money and then because if you if you retire through injury and get your insurance and that you can actually play conference football. Still allowed to play conference. But football. you felt you still. It's like the, 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 the thing is that the season before you've been playing Premier League football. Yeah, the last time I was actually fit for running like games fit. was fighting relegation in the Premier League. So and I that's, thought, that's different. I imagine that on your mind. Yeah. Of, I've just been playing Premier League. Oh, I'll, and retire, I never, I'll take I ne- the money, but then I'll play conference. I never knew how it was going to go, but I can, st- I can sit here now and say, so since that, I played two more seasons champ, two more seasons League One, a season League Two and two seasons in the National League. I still got some great memories and some great times out of that. So would you, if you were sat here now at 27, but, knowing what was going to happen, would you, would you take your insurance money? No, nah, no, nah, I'd do it again. I would have just carry on playing, yeah. That's fair enough. So that's, mm-hmm. that's all you need. To, that's that's, that's your, all you need. You know, and that's you, not... Yeah. You know when you see people say, have you got any regrets? Like, that would probably be a, a, a very just one. Could you... Uh, just want to carry just on. from not knowing or understanding the, the process, could you have said, I want to carry on, sign for Burton... Six months in, then gone. Do you know what? I'm, I'm feeling this. No, and because um, the, 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 the would have you would have shown that you would have needed you've done some a, medical that proof. you've done a run of games yeah. with mm. your problem. Yeah. So that so there have to the be some would have had medical to be damage as an injured. Yeah, as a like you can't. So it's like one chance alone then really. You it? can't return to work, sort of thing. Right. You yeah. clearly keep failing to return to do what you're being paid to do. Yeah. If I'd have gone back and played like a season in even League Two and then gone, ah, I don't fancy this, they'd have gone, well, tough, mate. You, re- you rehabilitated your playing. Yeah. I think, um, you know, if everything's written down, where they've got the, the money there and the, the, the negatives of coming back, I think I'm, I think I'm chalking it. There's a, you're never going to reach 80% of your speed. And there's obviously going to be trouble. They must have warned you about trouble when you were older, you know, stiffness and arthritis. Yeah, they said you've got arthritis in it and that. I think I'm, I think I'm taking it. Yeah, mm. cashing in. But the arthritis is coming in. You're cashing in as well? Yeah. Not just that, just when you're older, you know, like yeah, kids yeah. at the time. Yeah. Just, just me. Decision. I weren't ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Another day. not ready. A bit like ready. the other stuff. And, like, and, and on the flip side of that, if you'd done that at 27, mentally you might have just fucking lost your head and uh, and, and gone a totally different path yeah that's it I wasn't that's ready if you're not ready that's, that's fair enough but I would have just felt like oh you quit you just you just. there's also the, like is it a fear of what do I do now like football's all you've known and yeah I wasn't I can, re- ca- I can carry on playing football yeah I wasn't ready to stop clearly because that's why I flipping made that decision where I just like was at home and I was a bit like just saw it clear as day I want to carry on so I wasn't actually ready to stop but like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm one of them guys who's like going to really struggle when I stop. It's just yeah. at that point, I felt like I wanted, I wanted to take on the challenge of like, kind of eke something more out of myself. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a decision that. you made on your own or this is a decision you made with your missus as well? My missus just said, look, do what you think, but 
don't come moaning to me if it goes tits up. <laughs> <laughs> like they always do. Do what you want, but if it goes tits up, it's not my it's fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. But like, nah, it's, it's all right, isn't it? So I was cluffy with you then, when you went there in oh, terms of you, you're managing your injuries. and Did you get a, a contract that you think was worthy of what you'd done because of the injury? Yeah, so, yeah, I thought so, yeah. So basically... I walked out of Cardiff and when I went to Burton, it was like just under two thirds of what Cardiff would give me. Right. So it was... Good contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for for Burton as well. But that's the thing I met. I remember I met um, Cluffy at um, St. George's Park. So he rang me and I was on holiday with my family. I was just like, oh, I'm getting some... You do, don't you? go on holiday. I was getting some head space. And he said, will you, will you meet when I come back? We've got promoted to the championship and I think you could be just what we're looking for. So I was like, yeah, absolutely, no problem. Because I, I wanted to, what I wanted to do was get a contract in the championship one way or the other. I thought, like, even if it's fighting relegation, like, I've, I don't mind being a bit like backs against the wall, sort of like, can we? To be fair, like, championship were like the best case scenario, wasn't it? Really? I, I, I yeah. barely played a game for two years. Mm. Like, I played a bit here, a bit there, but like, not more than like five games, I think was the most I could put together. Bray had helped me out, John Brayford. Because me and John Brayford were mates from when he came to Cardiff and we'd stayed close and that. Um, and Cluffy loves Bray. So it was like, um, I think he vouched for me a bit and did a bit of did a bit of digging on like the situation with my ankles. And I think he kind of knew like, yeah, they're not, they're not going to go on him this time, but he might just be slightly different mm. in how he plays. Yeah, so I met him at St. George's Park and just I just got a good vibe. It was just like, he's, he was like, he's old school, isn't he? Like he just, we sat down and he had like, his assistant and coach with him um, and goalie coach we talked football for like five ten minutes about like what he was after and then he went uh, if you if you guys could just excuse me so I can just speak to him by myself so he asked like the, co- the rest so of the coaching staff. staff yeah yeah he asked the coaching staff like there must have been like known this yeah. Was yeah. could they just leave the table and then he just like no agents no nothing just like cards on the table it's like right this is the most Burton Albion can play a football player to play the football club does that scare you away and I was like no no that's fine let's do it and he's like good sound and we, that was it job done I was just saying that simple yeah I thought you were going to tell you about the trips who were going to take you on <laughs> <laughs> he did <laughs> I've left that out yeah he did <laughs> he said there and then before I signed he said I'll keep a bit of the budget back for trips because I feel that by putting that into trips for the lads when we get international breaks, that'll be worth more to us as a group than throwing that little bit of extra money into maybe one more player into the squad or topping a few up or replacing one player for someone who's a bit more. So I think he said he kept 30 grand a season. <laughs> up his sleeve. Send us away. <laughs> up his sleeve. <laughs> so um, the chairman would have to spend it on that. Well, I thought so. But then I'm not really sure whether the chairman knew exactly what the budget... <laughs> Not just done an extra case the, with 30 grand that the budget <laughs> they took on all these trips. I think, I think, I think he thought that, the, that it was being... I didn't know this at the time, but I think since, I think he thought that the trips were like training camps, more so, um, which wasn't the case. <laughs> well, were they not training camps at all? No. But did great. it work? You know, when oh, it's it, brilliant. In terms of team spirit and it's that? absolutely unbelievable. Imagine like, someone like myself off the back of two years of absolute torture of like just me in the gym me doing this me having operations do you know what I mean it takes a lot doesn't it like six operations it's like 
Operation, two months rehab, gone again. Operation, two months rehab. Like, it's a lot. In six in two years is a lot, in Yeah. It? So then to go there with two ankles that worked, albeit I was a slower motherfucker. <laughs> but I knew that if we were out of the relegation zone on any given international break that season, we were going on a trip. It's brilliant. But even in League One, there was talks of like... Um, have we got any internationals that could like justify us getting a like he loved like a tight squad that'd go away and it was like I think there was an element of testing it but, but in a good way in a really good way he'd like he'd send you away and it'd be like lads have a good time no trouble don't anyone get in trouble and some of the trips he was on do you know what I mean <laughs> it was ace so he'd say like no trouble and they'd be like turns look after him and you know you're thinking fucking hell gaffers 20 fully grown blokes here going I, I don't this responsibility like, club rap but all you had to do was Turn up for your breakfast at nine o'clock in the morning. Turn up for your evening meal at seven o'clock at the hotel. That's all you had to do. And if you didn't do that, you, you were in the shit. Really? Yeah, you, oh, you could come back. Solid rules. Yeah, yeah. You could come back. You, you could get off for breakfast at nine in any condition you wanted to. And then after breakfast, you could go back to bed all day if you want. And you come back for your evening meal at seven. And if you wanted to go straight back to whatever you were doing before that, you could do that if you wanted to so as well. So could you turn up to these breakfast and tea pissed? As much as you want, you loved it. <laughs> as long as you were being a team and looking after each other. Everybody looking after each other. You were looking after each other. Do you know um, Hamza Chowdhury at Leicester? Yeah. So the one day we went out, we were in Marbella and uh, dinner was at seven on the night. And we know the rules. It's a big problem if you don't make it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a slap on the hand. It's not a Keith Alexander. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a fucking career threatening send problem <laughs> career threatening send problem. Do you think he, would he send you home not he wouldn't send you home from the trip but like you wouldn't play that you know what I mean done. if you can't if you can't go away with your mates have a good time but make the two times of the day it's like yeah. two times of the day that I'm asking you to be there sit down and eat it's together fair enough really yeah. like it's a big problem so you, it, it's, it's not bothered if you're fucking your head's in your no, past no, slavering so we went out Hamza was absolutely off his not drunk right like couldn't put one leg in front of the other so Chris O'Grady big strong Chris he's like carried him in to the buffet <laughs> on his shoulders like fireman's carried him just flopped him in his chair I'm just like immediately asleep at the table in front of him but you you knew to the gaffer that was a victory because <laughs> you do it as a team he was made like, sure his teammates were there. They never left him. <laughs> no man left behind. The Not sure even him. for the buffy car. They made it's sure brilliant. he followed my rules. Do you know what I mean? That's I, think kind I, of think, sick. I think that's 100%. I do. Yeah. It was superb, honestly. Like, I say to any of the lads, if you ever like, if you, if you ever get a chance to go and play for him, it's an experience, but it's a brilliant one for me. So that, that's, that's tremendous. Like, that's like, are you there, you know, like when you're in the hotels... Are you there as Burton Football Club or are you just there as 20 lads? You know what I mean? We normally... Yeah, we're, we're Burton. We're Burton and like we have to... So do the staff know <laughs> we're that... We're Burton, we're Burton. the staff know that's your midfielder who's just been carried in and is asleep over his meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like some... Like you're representing the club and all that. Yeah, we're not turned up as like random blokes. We have turned up as the football club. Do you know what I mean? So they know that he's part of the football club. That, that, that was just just what he did he loved it like we'd, we, he sent us uh, some of the places we went it was unbelievable so we went like Marbella um, Abu Dhabi Miami Tenerife <laughs> back to Marbella fucking hell that's one season <laughs> <laughs> but we pissed staying up do you know what I mean 4,000 yeah. max capacity with Burton Albion in the championship we stayed up 
We were never we were never in the relegation zone. So he's not far wrong then, is he, no, about keeping all, that budget away? We all did our job. We all did our job. Happy as Larry. Like if he did well for him, it was just absolutely super. Is it like what what are you, what are like we always all the lads missus saying? Are you this well, sorry love it's work? Well the, yeah, you've you know, but you've then on the flip go, of you? that, the international break, if you imagine, it's a nine day club shutter. And it's a it's it's a four day trip and then it's like five days with your family before you start again on the Monday. Do you know what I mean? So he's keeping them sweet as so well. Everyone's winning, aren't they? Really, yeah. <laughs> especially your lads. Like it was brilliant. And you know, I trouble. think it's a great ethos, me. I really do. I think it's a fantastic. Mindset. But then, like on the flip of it, like again, like old school. If you if you're not producing, he's hard on you. Like, mm. every, and that's everyone. He wasn't just hard on. Like flipping neck, he had me off a few times. You know what I mean? Like where he'd like make an example because you're one of the senior boys. It wasn't just like. Did you play much by water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously everyone hears all the stories about Stevie and uh, some of the cracker stuff he does. But like, real good guy as well. On the, on the flip of it, like I've heard some of the lads like say about like when his neighbour and trying to sell the house and he made a big sex parade on the front drive and <laughs> put wind chimes in the trees right by the windows and all this kind of stuff over it. But like, real, real good guy. But like, so just so, Jesus man, Stevie wouldn't be late. He was like, prepared for everything. Do you know what I mean? He had stuff in his car where he could survive like a fucking war. <laughs> Is he a proper prepper? We've heard like he's prepped. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, tins of beans. Beans in the glove box. Fuel. Uh, yeah, hands. In the glove box, yeah. beans? Yeah, because you never know, do you? <laughs> but like, what a guy. Like, what a guy. He's a quirky guy, but a good guy. Mm. Yeah. Like, he, he could, you could hear stories about his past. I think Jesus Christ but like Stevie was at my wedding and then like I woke up the day after my wedding and my mum was like what a lovely man Steve and he <laughs> that kind of thing like just, just like yeah I just always they're always that like that though the, the mad ones they're always <laughs> but, good yeah. with mums but like yeah <laughs> they're always, they're, he's a lovely lad isn't he and like my mum and my aunts and that were like oh what a nice polite man he really <laughs> really liked him. Like, yeah yeah basically because he is yeah but then he's just got that little like the switch. The switch. It's got that little yeah. bit, like some of his old, some of his old <clears throat> stories are mental, aren't they? But obviously, they were a bit of a low point as well in your Burton career. The, the racism stuff you got you found guilty of. Yeah. So to, to this day, I can't. I really can't sort of um, explain why it happened. She was playing Brentford away. I've played the ball down the line in the last minute. We we're chasing the game. I think we we're a goal down. And Yanaris, uh, who was playing for them, he sent me to like run out of midfield as I clipped it down the line. He's like twatted me. Uh, across my ankles so this is like the first season I'm back from my, from my ankle problems and uh, we've had an altercation I've called him a lot of names but nothing racial whatsoever there's a there's a there's a melee um, involved and basically he's said that I've called him a Korean which is something that I did not say um, so we had uh, the FA hearings for this uh, they're in a box at Wembley so the box becomes like a mini court, mini court room sort of thing. You've got a three-person panel judging on the case. Um, so I've gone down there. I've got the manager, the chairman. I've got seven witnesses from the melee of when I'm supposed to have racially abused him. Um, we've all wrote the statements to say there was there was none, nothing of that was said during the melee. So he's turned up with Scott Hogan, who was his uh, witness to it, apparently. So we got there the night before. Basically, you can get like a an FA appointed legal representative or you can get your own I was advised if you get your own 
it looks better because it looks like you're actually serious about mm. fighting the allegation. So I did. So I got my own goal. We met him there the night before. Got my seven witnesses, the manager, chairman's there and whatnot. Uh, the guy comes in and says, um, just so you know, you've got a, a fantastic case here um, with your, your witnesses. Everyone's statements are absolutely watertight in terms of like everything that happened within the melee matches up with the video and everything that happened. But you have to accept there's a 99% chance you're going to lose tomorrow. So I was like, how do you mean, Jim? Like, what, what, why? And he said, well, um, this isn't a court of law. So this is, this is going to be decided on balance of probability. He said, so what that means is if that three person panel believe that you probably said what you're accused of saying, then you will be found guilty because this is like football court. This is not legal court where they have to prove anything. It's on probability. And the very fact that we're here means that you probably in the in the eyes of other people said it so of course we we're all there this was all kind of news to us at the time he was like but we'll do our absolute best and we'll see how we go so anyway the next morning we go in uh, the whole case is based around so we're in, the, we're in the box now at FA the whole case is based around a one minute I think it was one minute 12 seconds or one minute just over a minute video the video is me getting the ball me playing the ball down the line and getting tackled late as I do so uh me and him, like, me getting up and taking exception to the tackle and an instant melee of bodies around the, the incident. The second half of the day is me answering questions to their legal representative, trying to basically say, that's when you said it. But the first half is, um, Yanaris has to come in and explain, watch the video and explain. On, he has to watch the clip and say, right, when did Mr Turner say it? Bearing in mind, everyone involved in the case has already done a statement that was given to the FA the week after the incident because the FA come into your club and say right who was involved in this will you, will you make a statement of which every teammate I had who was in the melee said yeah we'll make a statement that's not happened anyway Yanaris comes in he sat no further than like me and Parky away it's bizarre really starts looking at the video he says gets to the part of the video where like the melee is like broken away and I point up the pitch and he says yeah that, that, that's when he said it Okay, this was like 52 seconds on the video clip. He gets cross-examined by my legal representation, blah, blah, blah. He leaves the room. Scott Hogan comes in. He does his bit. We watch the same clip. I must have watched this clip 100 times on the day, no joke, 100 times. And there's like laser pens from the legal people saying what's going on here, what's going on here, what's going on here. He comes in. We watch the same video clip. We get to 52 seconds where Yanaris, the guy who apparently racially abused, said that, I said Korean So goes past 52 seconds, Scott Hogan sat there. I'm thinking, well, this, is, this is weird. Goes past a minute and he says, that's where he said it there. Like a lot happens in 10 seconds, if you know what I mean. The whole scene is different. Mm. I'm not pointing. There's, there's, there's other stuff going on. It's right towards the end of the clip. That's when he said it there. That's when he said it there. So anyway, we break for lunch. He gets cross-examined on all that. In the afternoon, you come back in. The three-person panel tell me that Nico Yanaris's evidence that he's given today is uh, unreliable and not consistent with the statement that he made in his statement the week after the event at his football club. The written statement that he wrote, checked, signed off. So his evidence will now be dismissed, moved on, and we will carry on into the afternoon based on 
Scott Hogan's testimony. But even though he's the, man, he, he's the one who's accusing yeah. you. Yeah. And then his evidence is yeah. being thrown out. So what he wrote on his statement the week after and what he told his football club after the incident, he then came to Wembley and said something different based on facts. And you can check all of that on the, uh, the FA's archives. They have to keep archives of it all. And like, there's, it's, it's bonkers. So we carry on then. The guy who's accused me of saying it, you're not reliable enough. Your evidence isn't consistent with your statement. Get out of here. But we'll carry on with his mate, Scott Hogan who has said the same thing as that was said on the statement, but he's a different thing to what Yanis has said, right? Then we do the afternoon. We do the whole thing, get to the end. Invariably, my guide said to me the night before happens, on this occasion, on the balance of probability, we're going to find you guilty. Obviously, to be, to be racially abused or um, discriminated against must be awful, must be horrible. But I can say from experience to be wrongly accused of doing that and having all that comes with that with your reputation and the way people look at you and stuff like that, I can, I can say that's also horrible from experience. I've never been racially abused, but I have been, I know what the other side accused feels like and I don't know what the motives are and I don't know whether it was a mishearing or, or, or what, I, I really, really do not know. So I got a five game ban, a uh, 12 grand fine, um, so the band started the start of the next season this was our second season in the championship as Burton so I missed the first five games um, and, we, and we went down that season by a point and, and I'd, like I wish I'd had them extra five games to try and contribute to that one point we needed for something I didn't do like it's, it's not like it seems, it's, it seems to me look like you're pissing in the wind going anyway mm, if you're 99% fucked anyway basically Basically, yeah, that's what we were told the night before. It's mental. And it does affect you because you're doing school running like the, the other parents know that you're a football player and you don't know who's Googling what and stuff like that. And then ex-teammates and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Who might be like, really? Do you, him? Do you, do oh, he you... must have sort of thing. But yeah. like, I wouldn't mention it in day-to-day basis. But at the same time, if anyone asks me anything about the whole thing, anything about it, I'm also very comfortable in talking because I know it's the truth. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, 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 I know the truth. Just, so it's like, like, and as long as like I know the truth and the people closest to me know the truth and my teammates on the day and that season know the truth, you're happy with that. But I have to take that. Yeah, don't I? not I happy, but you're yeah. content. I do think to myself as well, it's like, I'm not a, like, yeah, I'm a football player, but I'm not a big name football player. So it's not like, it's not like everyone who sees me is going to even be aware of it. So yeah, I, I, I can it. take some comfort in that. But the bit where it gets a bit uncomfortable is like, people who do know about it and you feel like, do I need to justify myself to that person? But then I've had some old teammates who've like reached out to me and supported me mm. that I appreciate. Do you know what I mean? Where mm. it's like, I appreciate, I had a lot of the time where I was like, oh, oh, you didn't have to do that. I appreciate your message sort of thing. But it's like, I do, I do, it, it does have an effect on you. It's, it's hard to, it's one of them things, isn't it? Whereas if you haven't been in that situation, it's hard to explain the, how it affects your life. But it does, and like I say, I'm like, I'm, that, I'm one of them guys, you just get on with things, don't you? Yeah. What can you do now? It's out, like, you've got to get on with it. But to say it didn't affect me at the time would be like lies, like it did affect me. It's kind of gone now in terms of that, but like you'd see someone in the next 12, 18 months and you'd think, are they thinking of that? Yeah. And you might 100%. just be stood there like having a beer or seeing someone you went seen for a while or whatever and you do. So you're, so you're time to leave Burton, Mansfield, Knox County. 
Yep. Are you just at the point now where you're just like hanging on, playing to um, keep playing as such? Yeah, just trying to like playing, obviously non-league, it's a different experience. I knew at the end of last season I didn't want to, I didn't want to stay in, in full time because um, you kind of like, you know your own body, don't you? You know when every day is too much. Mm. Can't. I mean, I was all set to stop at the end of the, at the end of the season, at the end of last season in Notts County. Um, I hadn't really jo- enjoyed the last six months there and uh, I got offered the chance to play for Buxton part-time. So obviously into like proper non-league kind of stuff but like with a a team basically trying to Have go somewhere yeah very sort of obvious from their financial investment and just speaking to the to the manager and the chairman and I, I thought they about you a bloody good deal in terms of it for part time yeah, yeah basically so I got a new challenge <laughs> new, non-league new challenge but getting fucking weird at the same time like a good deal for non-league yeah. which obviously was a sign of where, where they were trying to go I knew I knew they were trying to bring in Jamie Ward who I played with Burton he's a really good player played for Northern Ireland and stuff and I just thought like I'll give it a go on the part-time stuff before you know before I actually eventually stop let's mm. give the part-time stuff a little whirl because like well to be fair I think if you play on a Saturday you're not going to lose your fitness until the next Saturday. Of course you're not. Do you know what I mean? You're talking three, four weeks before you start losing your mm. fitness. So it? yeah, the tr- in <laughs> truth, three or four days for, for me. Like, <laughs> I've seen I, you with that Calvary. I can play Saturday. I'd be fucking blown out my ass. It's, it's been it's been more enjoyable physically. Yeah, because I felt like in between, um, I can get myself back together again I don't have to like load myself every single day mm. um, and I'm under no illusions yeah of course I'm close to the end and I'd probably say I've already ended are you more comfortable with it now though I'm sad, you know? yeah yeah because now I'm, I'm turning 34 um, what what I wanted to do when I could have stopped I've done which is like carry on till you like sort of the age where like you should retire if you know what I mean and would you have signed right. for a club who weren't having a bash no you know, like somebody who might have just finished mid league, mid table in that league, or it's not no, a no, challenge no. then, is it? Yeah, well, no. it just depends if you get financially <laughs> rewarded when the when the fucking middle off trying to stay up. I might, have, I might have like done it if, to help a mate out or something. If I had a mm. mate who was yeah. starting out, I'm managing. But like with what we're doing, we we we're up there. We should win the league, and you know, if we do that, and that's the end of it. Going out of promotion, yeah. no, matter, no matter what level. I, I say to the I say to the lads and that like, there again, and it's probably more about me as a character again but like I take I take no pleasure no pride in winning any of the games I simply don't because I just don't I feel like we should win every single game so I can't win mentally because yeah. it's like we either win and I've done my job or do you know what I mean you fucking say no because you're not you're not getting any pleasure no. out of the winning you're just no, getting no. disappointed if you lose we ain't lost yet though no, there you go <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like beating Leeds away. It's not, is it? Yeah. Just being honest with you. But I think that's I think that's where you, you've got to get to mentally. When I started dropping down and people would be like that, you go to these shitholes and you're not thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? And you're like, well, me to do a job, I get paid to do a job. Oh yeah, I've still got that mentality. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if I'm playing at fucking Curzon Ashton or fucking Cardiff. Yeah. You're still there to do a job. And that, of course we are, yeah, yeah. That's your own personal pride then. Yeah, definitely. What was the crap with the uh, pastries? Because we didn't get, we got a Twitter message saying, yeah. it's probably right. come from him. So, <laughs> why did you not like a fl- flaky pasty being eaten in your car? So, basically, so when I went to Cardiff, 
I had a flat which I stayed in the night before the games, but then on a normal working day, I used to drive there and back. So instead of getting like a place for my family down there, I got I paid my mate to drive me. I paid two mates actually in the time that I was there. So the first one was my cousin's soon-to-be husband, Chris, who's a mate of mine as well. He used to drive me down there. He's bang on. We used to blast a Dell. You know what you Drive could. yourself? Too far, mate. Two hours a day there and back. I, I used to do it though. Well, you just have a kip. I just go to sleep, yeah. And right. then on the way back, we'd have like a bit of food and a coffee and a laugh and that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, just wanted somebody to travel with, didn't you? Really, yeah. And it, and it happened to be that they were It was were a good gig for them because well. at Cardiff, they got the, uh, I got them an off peak membership at the Vale. Two golf courses, the gym, the sauna, the spa, and all that. They used to go in there while I was trying. It was the for them. But then when Off-beat. Chris went back to a proper job, Chris was a really good driver, to be fair to him. <laughs> Relaxed, good guy. Changed to my mate John, Flynn, as he's known. Flynn has got the smallest mouth in the world, right? So if we ever stop for a Greg's on the way back, pastry everywhere in the car <laughs> he can't get any like his mouth is like <laughs> mentally small <laughs> pastry everywhere and he gets road rage so yeah so you can't relax probably should have sacked him really <laughs> we just needed somebody else though, to step in didn't you but, yeah <laughs> no but I got released instead <laughs> <laughs> sorry this is true man I'm sorry but I'm after to give you a P45 I'm leaving Cardiff <laughs> so how far were it to Burton then that warrant to drive but nah nah Burton's like 40 minutes Burton's oh. perfect yeah 40 minutes there 40 minutes back yeah that was bang on on your, on your bike son and take your fucking paces with you <laughs> He's at a normal job. You stretch your mouth, John. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go and get ready for tonight, lads? Aye. Yeah. Top man turns. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Really appreciate Cheers, it. Lads. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Top man. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. 
Code PROGRAM.